Hello, everybody. Welcome to this pleasant gamer podcast about video games and other media. It's called the Broken Campfire Podcast. Where My have name. you been? My name is Where Have You Been? Oh, hey. I'm joined by How Are You? Glad to be here. And uh, what's going on? Also glad to be here. And somebody kill this bit now, please. Wake up, everybody. That's me. Wake the fuck up, everybody. We're doing bits. Jesus yeah, I was waiting Christ. for I was waiting when for Greg the, uh, to be I was waiting, the second no, one. No, I was wait I was waiting for Vito's really funny bit he wouldn't shut up about at the start of this. Uh not my bit, but uh no. It's it's that bit's Vito, been, you were that, bit's been canned. About this. that bit's been oh, canned. That bit's been canned for another now? Yeah. Andy, anyway. I thought you were gonna call me. Why did you show up? Oh no, no, no. Well, you know, I'm kind of just improvising here, you know. Yeah. I'm not. I don't, ha I don't have a script. Sorry to disappoint the listeners. We usually do. We usually do. Oh shit! Because I don't have a script, I almost forgot. Johnson not here this week. He's off in Italy, uh, taking care of things. God, I'm so jealous. He he will be ensuring that Vito will not be leaving again. So he'll have nowhere to go. If you get what I mean. He's doing good work out there. I already have my next Italy trip planned, so I, I really don't know what you mean. But he's already there, Vito. I I think that you'll be surprised at some events that's going is, to happen Is he soon. ensuring that there's no Italy to go to? Just, just keep your eye on the news. Hey, Vito, turn on the TV. Which channel? Any. Ah! <gasps> Anyway, uh, okay. It's actually been a couple weeks since we all met and talked. I have plenty of stuff to talk about, actually, as does everybody else, I think. So yeah. I think this will be a pretty mm -hmm. cool, fun episode. I'm excited to get into it. Without further ado, no. Vito, tell me in a flash, you, why did you show up? And you, <laughs> <laughs> That's me. And, and Vito, uh, what have you been up to the last few weeks? Uh well, all of us we we missed we missed a couple of pods right? Um, yeah, a couple of weeks, yeah, a couple of weeks. Uh, because we uh we're on vacation together, right? We did a little. We were. I did a little. Uh, yeah, you were there. Uh, oh, right. we were all there. In fact, all the hosts of the pod were there. Well, not Plus, me. You were, you were, no, you were. You were well, you weren't all there, but you were there. No, dude, I was I was sick. Trust me, you I were there. Home. Who was that? No, it was a great time. I had a good time, yeah. It was it yeah. was all, all of us plus uh many others, all of our all of our friends. I can't believe we got twenty eight people in total. How crazy Yeah, somewhere is that? around forty or fifty. <laughs> it's it wasn't, it really wasn't that count, a head count. It wasn't that far away from that. It was like, I think it was like. There is like 65 or so. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, but uh, yeah, we all met up maybe. and uh, played a lot of video games naturally and some board games, played a lot of Cosmic. Unnaturally. Um, and it was just a really great time with our, our good pals. Um, we it did play one how, game. Like, uh, we're, we're all gamer friends and you get us together into like. You get us together in one space for five days, and what do we do? 
We mostly don't actually play video games. We we did some of that, but like we just hang around the fire. Yeah, like there was there's definitely games played, but uh, not as much as you would think. And yeah, that's my thing. Like I feel like when we're all you know, I, I like playing games, especially like board games, because that's harder to to play online. Like tabletop simulator has its limits. It just feels better to play in real life. But um, other than that, yeah, I really just wanted to hang out with everybody. And uh, yeah, it is cool how we can all just be like comfortable around each other without any like expectations and just chill. Yeah. you know. I yeah, was, well, I was totally chill. We've all known each other for each well over company. a decade. Um, you know, a lot of uh, well, you guys are definitely my oldest, uh, longest lasting friends. And I feel like a lot of people, a lot of gamers have, you know, friend groups like that. And, um, you know, I know that I know that other people do meetups and stuff, but I think it's important. I think you gotta, you gotta do that. You gotta meet, you gotta meet up with your gamer buddies if possible. It's you enjoyable. Know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was fantastic. It's true. Uh, Very comfortable played, environment. We played a game. We did. We, we played one game specifically. Only uh, one. <laughs> We like well, one game that like warrants discussion on on this pod, I guess, because some like, of us played some, kind of some played kind of for relevant. like five minutes and then that was yeah, it. Yeah, and then walked away. Uh, we played the newest Dark Pictures um, anthology game, the Little Devil Inside Me. It's not Little Devil Inside. The Devil, it's in, the the devil, devil in, in Me. me. The devil in Me. There's a the um, Little Devil in Me. But there was yeah. definitely a little devil inside. There was a little devil inside. A little inside little many devil of us. in every in all of us. Hmm. Yeah, we gathered around the TV and uh, it's a pass the controller horror game. If you've played those before, each player takes a character and um, you make decisions that will affect the outcome of the story, the outcome of your character. You know, usually if they live or die, and um, there are a lot of quick time events. And we liked. Uh, we've talked on the pod about. A few of them. We definitely talked about uh, House of Ashes, um, probably the, about the quarry until dawn. Um, probably all of them so far. We've, we've talked about on the pod, and uh, yeah, we have varied takes on th- those games. I think uh, House of Ashes is like our favorite by far. Um, this one sucked. This one sucked uh, dick. <laughs> <laughs> it was like terrible. I, I mean, you, it, I was. I wasn't even playing, actually. I was just watching you guys play, and I really wanted you guys to just stop playing. Oh, you were Andy a little bit. You played a little Andy. I was Andy. I was Andy for a moment, yeah. Um, that game was the funniest game I've ever seen. Man, you guys were dying laughing. <laughs> uh, no, that yeah, game, people loved it. Genuinely, that, that game really, really face. did suck. It was like, I mean, it's it's got like a seven-hour playtime, and, um, and, and you guys did it. And they did the, they did it all in one sitting, uh, like yeah, you know, from wild. like from like six p.m. to midnight or something like that, and it was just boring the whole way through. It's like a really bland, uh, run of the mill horror movie that would normally be like an hour and a half, and it's just stretched into seven hours, and like nothing really happens in the first three quarters of the game. Yeah, it's um, so weird too, because like the the story is about the um, the H H Holmes like legacy you know the guy who like trapped people in the trap hotel and killed a bunch of people yeah i mean so i didn't know about that guy the, before but yeah that's that's cool right like some people might know some people might not but the, the the premise you would think would be something to do with this modern version of that trap hotel lots of uh you know 
shifting corridors and traps and stuff like yeah, that. Like saw. And lots of inventive hey. deaths, Saw-like, exactly. Here, but here's you get some of that, but it really doesn't focus enough on that. And it's no. a lot of boring walking around. Yeah, Just fucking start the game in the hotel. Like, night one, a bunch yeah. of people have gone on a fucking vacation together, and this hotel just gets weird. Chapter one. You're saying that's what it should be? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, There was, like, a whole build-up to getting there, and then, yeah, the hotel itself was just lacking. It took, like, two hours to get to the hotel, I want to say. You didn't enjoy jumping like was, onto, onto the, the, rocks and across logs? No, I really didn't. I especially didn't yeah. like watching 20 minutes of uh, trying to, like, cross, cross over a, a bridge or a log <laughs> bridge and keep falling that was, off. That was the funniest part of the game. Um, it was on really hard mode for that one part, Knoxville yeah. said. <laughs> Um, yeah, but like when there were traps, there it was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, there was just a, a dearth of things happening. Um, yep. And I just felt like the decision making was just so that the outcomes of each decision were so fucking arbitrary. Like a lot of these things, like how would you ever know? Um, sorry. <laughs> I don't. I don't accept your apology. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, how would you ever know, like, to make certain decisions? It was just, like, it, it just seemed very random, like, you, you know. Not super dynamic, just, like, A or B, and B is wrong and you die, by the exactly. way. Exactly. B is wrong for no reason. Like, it's not really any logic behind it. Um, or it's, like, B is wrong because you might have seen a premonition of, like, mm-hmm. a small clip of the death cutscene. So you should have known that, oh, well, it took place in... You know, that, that cutscene was in this room and you're in that room. So you should know not to pick. I don't know. It was just fucking stupid. Um, but I didn't know that that game was going to be shit before you guys started playing it because I'm, I'm sure everyone had seen the reviews of it. It was fucking panned. Oh, you no, saw a premonition? Yeah, I saw. A pre- <laughs> yeah, I had a premonition that, the game, that my friends were going to sit around the TV for seven hours. <laughs> you couldn't see the screen in your premonition, well, so you just saw a bunch of blank faces. It sounded like a better idea at the time. Yeah, for various reasons. You guys I had to do it. Yeah. You know, I you played all of them. I was like, the one it, that originally like, set this up, and I, I was I, like, ten minutes in, I was like, dude, this sucks. Yeah, I thought we were going to play a game of life. I think it was <laughs> Eric who, like, at the end of Act 1 or Chapter 1 or something like that, uh, Zach was trying to get a game of Secret Hill going outside. And I really wanted that to happen because I wanted to go outside. I did not want to. I mean, for various reasons, I was I had a lot of energy. I did not want to sit down in that basement. So I was like, I asked everybody, "Hey, you guys want to want to call it here, and move on?" And I think Eric was like, "I think I really want to keep going." It's like, but to be fair to Eric, like those of us who knew, aka everybody else, should have told him like, "All right, it's going to be like another four or five hours, just so you know." I could see, yeah, but I wouldn't blame that's your- on Eric at all. No, I'm no, not blaming on Eric. I'm just playing. saying that, like, we did have that moment where, like, we realized there was an opportunity to dip out and, you know. Maybe. I, I think, wanted I think to multiple watching, people wanted to keep, yeah, multiple people wanted to keep playing. Plus, I, and, and in defense of him, I think if, if that's your, I don't know, I'm saying this and also doubting it at the same time. If that's your first time playing a Dark Pictures game, like, maybe it's a lot cooler just the concept of it, like, you know, like a choose your own adventure Novelty, yeah. movie thing. But I he mean, said, that game, 
thing was boring as shit. He, he said he still seemed interested in, uh, he still felt interested in playing the other ones, like going back and playing them with his girlfriend, maybe. And to be fair, also, there were does. like there were funny group moments throughout the entire game, right up to the end. And I am still glad that it happened. I'm still glad that, you know, we did it. Hey, and I, uh, it will live on in my memory. I think it was memorable. I think it, it was like, it was, like, I had a great it was time a boring game. I just want to say, I think I had a good redemption arc that game. <laughs> you did. You did. Did you? Yeah, you were away during my redemption moment, but like I, you know, the game sucked and I dove into the astral realm in order to avoid it. <laughs> and oh, you were few, playing as the main character, right? And a few hours later, a few hours later, like, hey, like five hours later, when I had returned for the astral realm and saw you guys are still in there, I went down there and it was my turn and I nailed every single QTE and then I died unafraid. Oh right, <laughs> you were not justified. afraid. You were not playing his games anymore. Oh yeah, exactly. that was that was that was a great moment. Uh, especially when I looked up the spoilers on the internet, that like all you had to do was just press the button in front of you and you would have lived. <laughs> you know, somebody but, pointed out to me like immediately that there was a thing there. I think it might have even been you, but I just thought it was me, funny. I so I was just like, no, I'm not afraid. You weren't afraid. Had my, though. I had my arm full. I was not going to touch deserve- the controller. And look what it got you. Achievement unlocked. Not, not afraid anymore. Not playing his games, um, and then I laughed my ass off at the very last moment of the game. And th- th- yeah, no, I, 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 I was in tears laughing at the end. It was <laughs> almost worth worth it for that that final ending scene. We, uh, yeah. uh, we should note that we got the worst possible ending you could get, <laughs> and it was, mm, yeah, I, I, like I don't know how that's even possible. Like, there's like ten of you, ten of us playing the game. Like, you know, we had the hive mind on it and we got the worst possible ending. Like, we're all gamers. We're all pretty good at games. How the fuck? It was just like those fucking QTEs. You guys kept failing them. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I don't know. I, and like I, you said, like the A and, B, A and B decisions and B kills you, you know. I know what you're talking Combination. about. I nailed every QTE I saw. Right. You yeah, your That's thing true. was just, yeah, you just didn't want to play the games anymore. After we got back from the Astro Bomb. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, uh, honestly like oh, we're joking. But um, if we had to head a smaller crew, I would have had no problem chilling there until the whole time playing the game. I'm sure would have had a great time. But we just had so many options available to us. We had so many options. There were a lot of people in that room. It's uncomfortable in the astral realm when you're around a lot of people. I right. did expect us to play a few hours, maybe at max, and then pick it up again later. It right. Just, I, I thought I, maybe like, I, like I, a, I thought like a, a second thing, thing would have been good. Yeah. But it's all right. The trip was. Well, uh, I mean, we we learned that success. though. Like, like honestly, Very like it, so. it might come a time where we feel again the rumblings to play like a six or seven hour story game like that together, and I think we know that we could totally do that. We just you know let's play it out a little bit better next time. This was kind yeah, of well. My thing was like, just that. I had more of a problem with just the game was bad, like really, really bad. Uh, not so much about the time investment, but uh, yeah. Honestly, uh, revisionist history here. We really, really should have just brought everything outside and played it out next to the fire. I think that would have made the experience 10,000 times better. Yeah, totally. There would be more failed QTEs because the screen is too small to see. Yeah, yeah there'd be a lot of glare from the fire. Hey, that's fine. These are all things you accept. Yeah. I guess so. Anyway, Vita, what else you got? Um, so yeah, that was uh, we had a great trip. 
And then I think we just missed a pod because we were catching up with our lives. I haven't really, I, I've just been super busy. This is a very busy uh, work month for me. So right. all I have is... Actually, wait, sorry. Before you continue with your stuff, I just wanted yeah. to also mention the the one other thing I think we should mention on the, about the group trip is that we also had a very successful movie experience with uh, Fast X. Oh, yeah. It was a great oh, movie to watch. Oh, yeah. Totally. It, we got it's funny. It's Fast funny, too, because like, how, how could it be a great group watch, right? Like, we're in a public <laughs> theater. There's 12 yeah. of us there. But somehow it was. Yeah, we were respectable I, I think, though. We weren't like no, screaming. yeah, yeah. Well, it was also it was kind of a quiet theater. That. We were pretty respectable, but also like I'm glad. Initially, I, I wasn't even thinking when when I was picking up the seats. Initially, I like picked out twelve in a row, but then some or eleven in a row. But then somebody was like, "Oh, actually, I do want to go." So then I was like, "Okay," and I started. I suggested again. that we do like two tiers. No, okay, that was you. Okay, yeah. And then we yeah. did the six and six. I think that I think that worked very well. Everybody oh, was good near move, each other. Yeah. I kept hearing like when people would like whisper like stupid comments. I heard them and I would laugh. Oh yeah, and the laughter, the, the general time. laughter. Yeah, yeah. Um, yo, Fast X. So I was like pretty lukewarm about going and seeing it just because I don't really give a fuck, and I hadn't seen the last couple of Fast. So I think funny. I seen like up to Fast. I don't know five, and then maybe parts of another one. Um, it was fucking sick. <laughs> I thought it was fucking awesome. It was a was perfect a type fan. of movie for that. You know, it was perfect for that. Yeah. If if you want to just go and with a bunch of friends and laugh at a movie. I mean, we, we said it a couple times. This felt like the perfect like Fast and the Furious because like the characters are super self-serious, but it really felt like I mean, it, it seemed almost obvious that Whoever's making the movie is well aware of what Fast and the Furious is at this point. Oh, they, and they that know. It's just a huge joke. And they just leaned into it like hardcore. Um, and I know all the other movies have been like super over the top as well. And, you know, I know in the last one, Tyrese, or whatever, is talking about how they're superheroes or maybe it's ludicrous, whatever. But um, they just really leaned into it. It was just the perfect balance. It was so corny. Um. I it's, I forget how many times they say family in the movie. I looked it up. It's like an insane amount of time. You like you know that's on purpose. Um, yes. I'm looking it up. And so. yeah, even if you haven't like been keeping up with all the movies, I I've been keeping up with all of them for some reason. But I think it's a good jumping back in point. Also, like because this is going to be the first in like a, a, a ending trilogy, a finale trilogy. So it's a it like who cares? Just jump back in, you know. <laughs> Uh, 56 times the word. Oh family. my God. I don't know. I'm seeing two reports. I'm seeing one that says 56, one that says like 27. So I don't know. Well, it's it is all of, about family. A lot of times. Yeah, it's all about family. Um, and the action scenes were pretty fucking fire. I mean, I thought the whole Italy segment in the beginning was sick with the ball, the, the <laughs> mind ball. Um, the fight scenes. John Cena was fucking cool. Um, it yeah, it was, it was honestly, action. I think it was maybe <laughs> my second favorite Fast and Furious movie. Okay. I mean, my favorite Fast and the Furious movie is probably is Fast and the Furious. Uh, no, that's no, that's that's one of the lesser ones. Well, what's your first favorite? Well, you know, you got to talk about these movies at, at, kind of as a grouping, you know, because you know that all these movies are really similar you know uh one comes after another 
And, and frankly, they're all classics. Each and every one of them are great. Uh, Fast 10 is just as great as, as all the other ones. So when you're talking about movies that are really that great and you ask the question, which one is better? Uh, well, Fast 9, 143 minutes. Uh, Fast mm. 10, 141 minutes. Um, so, you know, uh, it's, it's a small edge, but it's just, just a tiny, you gotta go with the edge. one with the higher <laughs> runtime. Well, yeah. it's, it's more, it's more movie. Um, yeah. fast and furious, I mean, by the way, the original one, that's uh, 106 minutes. Um, oh, well, kind of small, kind of slim, yeah. honestly. I thought you were yeah. going to say Tokyo drift. Cause it's just like a shonen anime. <laughs> well, like Tokyo uh, well drift. Tokyo drift is actually the shortest and the worst fast and furious. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the shortest sorry, sorry. and therefore the worst. That's what yes. you mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, right. yeah. Yeah. It was it was but however, minutes. the movie well, I I I'm going to I'm going to point something out to you. The movie is called Fast and Furious. So, Tokyo Drift being the shortest out of them all means it is the fastest and the most furious. So, Whoa. I think by that logic it makes that movie the best out of all of them. I know normally you want to go for the ones that have the longest run time, no, but no, in this case, I'm, no, like uh, I, I see where you're trying, but it really doesn't work. Like it, it really comes down, um, you know that the the title of the movie is like about the movie. You know, it's not about like how long the movie is. You're talking how much fury you get in, how much fury they give you. Yeah, you got to get as much fury as possible. I also want to point out that. They call this Fast X, but it's not actually the 10th movie in the series. The first Fast and the Furious was actually The Fast and the Furious. It's a 1954 movie, and it's an American crime <laughs> drama um, right. directed by Starring Edward Vin Samson. Diesel. No, 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 no. He was not born yet, I don't think. Or he might have been, but he was very young. Um, so, I thought you yeah, were going to so say... It's a little, little bit of a misnomer. What's uh, Brian, we do know about that, of course, all of us Fast fans. Uh, I thought you were going to say that in Japan it's called Wild Speed. Oh, Vita, that's 73 minutes. That's basically a TV movie. (laughs) This one, by the way, uh, Fast 10 in Japan is called Wild Speed Fire Boost. That is such a cooler name. I love that. Are they are they all titled like Wild Speed shit? Yeah, that's that's the franchise in Japan. It's Wild Speed. Okay, but 10 is Fire Boost. That's sick. Is it yeah. is it just uh, the, like a dubbed version of the same movie? Oh, I have no idea. I, I assume re- it's a Japanese I think, dub. I think it's actually reshot, or at least edited such that John <laughs> Cena plays the main character. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is Japan. No, oh, no. sorry. Whoops. This is bad. Look at this. So, yeah, you got Wild Speed. That's the first Fast and Furious. Wild Speed X2. Wild Speed X3. Wild Speed Max. Wild Speed Mega Max. Wild Speed Euro Mission, Wild Speed Sky Mission, mm-hmm. Wild Speed Ice Break, Wild Speed Super Combo is the Hobbs and Shaw movie, Wild Speed Jet Break is Fast Nine, and Wild Speed Fire Boost. I just, Fire I just, just, just vaguely describing maybe some sort of concept from the movie, no, like, like one thing that happens one time in the movie that's like not there was related a, to there the was plot. a Sky Mission or Euro Mission. They're in Europe, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, the only serious comment I had about the movie, um, it just, it, it, it was definitely a social experience. Like the, the movie was fun and everything, but like, I feel like, especially at two and a half hours long, if I tried watching that myself without you guys around me, I probably wouldn't. That was two and a half hours long. 
It was. It didn't feel yeah, like it flew it. by, dude. It, it really. By. I'm not even joking. It really did flow by. The, okay, but the craziest thing though is that I, I, I'm okay. First off, I might be wrong about the timeline of this, but from my point of view, I thought that they were hyping this up to be the last Fast and the Furious movie. No, and then within like the the week the week of release, Vin Diesel came out and said like, "Oh, but actually, it's a trilogy." I feel like I'm probably wrong about that timeline, but. That's how it appeared to me, and I thought that was hilarious. Like, what what a way to pull the rug out from underneath everybody. Uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's the last improvised. one. It's the last and, one, uh, but it's a trilogy. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't I'm see scared, how you can make sorry. this a fucking trilogy. <laughs> I'm scanning the Wikipedia article for the production history, and, and I'll comment if I find something, Vito. But I came back to this that... Uh, uh, on June 5th, 2022, Tyrese Gibson announced Fast X would see the franchise going back to its roots with their fourth <laughs> <laughs> This to be returned to street racing elements of previous entries. Yeah, there was a five-minute no. street racing scene. Yeah, there was yeah. a street race. He's yeah, there was, a, there was a deadly just street race. Like, a fi- yeah. like five yards or five blocks ve- down the road in a fiery explosion. Yeah, it was a very grounded street race where uh, there are bombs underneath uh, and fucking uh what's his name uh johnny depp joker is blowing <laughs> people up it's good um yeah I, I thought he was i i mean i wouldn't want anything different uh but jason momoa's character was like the worst fucking character ever and i i'm glad that he was exactly who he was in that movie um but it was so fucking bad. The movie you, deserved. That. Are you saying that you don't like Jason Momoa? Or like no, I, no, I got nothing wrong with Jason Momoa. But I thought the character, the, like the Joker that he was playing, um, the Pirates of the Caribbean Joker, like was just the most ridiculous, like just blatant. Oh, it was funny. Blatant ripoff mashup character. Like I, I, I did not. I mean, I, I thought he was fine, but like. If I were to say one thing about the movie, I, I that didn't really work for me. It was him, to be honest. It was just I, the silliest, like like a kid wrote it. Like okay, I think, he was like the serious like- dude, and then he got into a uh, an accident and like hit his head, and then he becomes like the Joker, and he's all twisted, and he's like, you know, bombs are going off, and he's like um, conducting them in the air. Like <laughs> like, come on, man. That's what villains do. Okay, he's just so twisted. Um. I yeah, just, I don't know how they they, they turned like this Jason new Momoa. trilogy though. I mean, he's not dead. Spoiler alert. So I guess he'll be returning. But you're gonna do that for three three movies? I could I see. Guess we'll all right, find out. All right, the movie ended on a little bit of a cliffhanger, and the mission's not over yet. Okay, so you can make another one, and maybe finish this. But another one after that. But another one after that? Come on, you're bugging. I think they're gonna go all art house, and the next movie will take place in like the minute or two following the end of the first movie. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just jump around. Entire movie. Yeah, we'll just jump around for two hours, see what everybody's doing for that minute or two, just to build up the hype. But then, what about the movie after that? It'll well, just take skip. place in their the second in, in movie? Toretto second backyard. They'll be around the table. They'll have they're having coronas. A barbecue. It's just a chill barbecue. Yeah. Family. Car is nowhere to be seen. Yeah, except the serving, the serving food grow. family oh, no, style. This is, this is good. This is how you open the second movie for us. You do that right, and then spoiler alert. As as somebody is cooking burgers, who are we following? Are we are we looking at Vin? Maybe Dom. 
Dom starts hearing the sound of rushing water. <gasps> that doesn't belong in the backyard. That doesn't belong in the backyard. Where did that come Unless from? Unless there's a hose active. He looks around. Nobody else seems to be disturbed. Uh, you know, maybe he just got water in his ears. But that's when it just starts coming flooding in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, that's surrealism. Right. And he and his son die. Oh. Well, oh, fuck. But then they still got another movie after that. It's just well, called Furious. Well, that's why Fast 2. Right, that's how it opens. And you're like, what the fuck? Cut to five years later. You know, revolution, dystopia shit, and the crew has to go back in time to save Dom. So they drive, you know, when we talk about this game vacation, it's not, it's not an original idea. Oh, dr- a time travel plot? I fuck with I it. I could handle that. It's, it's like it. Superman, dude. They'd have to drive yeah. so fast around the Earth that it turns back time five years. Right. They gotta correct history. Right. Right. I, yep. I fuck it. But they go too there's far. Back. Be like, they go. They go. They go dude. so far back to a time before cars. Oh They're riding God. dinosaurs, and that's but where they, two comes oh from, dude. My, <laughs> exactly. They go. They, exactly. That's oh, the, and that, the origin story of Ark. Arc two. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, may, but they spent like five minutes there, maybe like just long enough to like set up uh, a, a, a reason why Vin might be in a, like prehistoric times. Yeah, uh, we must. I was set gonna fast say, what just imagine. Slow. Just imagine how perfect it is. It's gonna be a bit where somebody unveils a DeLorean, and somebody's like, "What? This thing can go back in time?" And somebody else is like, "Yeah, but it's not like you think." And it's just a really fast car. It doesn't have like the flex capacity. The same man in the Arc Two trailer. What the hell? This thing, only, this thing only goes eighty-eight miles per hour. It's not very fast. Yeah, well, this thing goes eighty-eight miles per hour per year, dude. Damn. What does um, the nitrous do on the end of the, the the DeLorean? What does it do? It doesn't do anything. It's just it's just smoke. Hmm. It's just fire and smoke. Um, I, you know, we, I saw the movie a couple weeks ago, so correct me if I'm wrong, but was like, wasn't the message of the movie kind of like stupid or like, I don't know, Jason Momoa's whole thing was like, you can't have a family because like you can't have a family because then you have to choose like who lives and who dies or some shit. Like, no, he wanted to know how Dom chooses who lives and who dies and who's like, who what is it? What becomes mean? a he part of his family. He because doesn't choose saying, anybody live or die. Because every well, time, because, because Dom did sw- every movie, there's a part where uh, like someone like who is a bad guy ends up becoming like best friends with Dom and like they end up like fucking calling him brother okay. like uh no dude, remember, there was a whole scene about the bridge and then uh the one fucking like cop dudes like arresting him and then they uh get into the fight with jason momoa and he's like hey i'm not gonna say sorry but i'm gonna give you a ride brother and the <laughs> people are just like yeah we'll accept that and then, and then it turns and bad. he betrayed him no but yeah. i'm saying like jason momoa's whole thing like he was like it was so stupid. He was like ant, ant, the anti-family, the anti-family Joker. But his reasoning was like, yeah, like how do you, yeah, how do you get to choose who lives and who dies? Like I don't. The He's fuck like you dark side. You can't, you can't have a family. Equation. Apparently, he said that he expressed a desire to play against type when portraying Dante, taking on a less macho character. Hmm. Is that why he played it all queer coded for some reason? Yeah. Right. I was wondering that too. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, definitely. I, I, yeah, he was, he was basically just. Uh, I don't want to say that on the pod, but he, I got some funny remarks was, on that. He was. Je- oh, yeah. Oh, no. oh, dude, t- just send, send those to me after, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I got d- you. Yeah. DM me those, man. We'll do it, we'll do hey, it on the pod that we're not allowed to publish on Apple. Yeah. After he was, he was a Jack Sparrow uh, bisexual joker. Which is like. I, I, I don't. It's it just. I just thought it was a cringy character because it just. It literally just felt like. Um, he just mashed a couple of like cringy villains together. Um, they really should. I think we can stop analyzing. People really, actually, people don't ask me why, but I was on the fast subreddit. Don't ask me, and, and I was, <laughs> I was just looking at people's impressions, and everyone really fucking loved him in that movie. I, I guess because well, he has a, he at least has like an energy that you bring to the table. He's got because everyone got else is so self serious, you know. Yeah, like he, exactly. He's not just some like. That that's a good point. He's he's got character. He's a, he's he's vibrant, and uh, he's not just some self serious like Bond villain or something like mm-hmm. that. I, I get that, um, but I just thought how like twisted he was. Like like when he's like painting the nails of like those corpses for some reason. It's pretty twisted. Okay, all right, dude. You're just not a twisted uh poo poo pee pee toad. Me. What's know? next, Rito? Um, fuck. I didn't even realize we were even still on me. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say still doing the podcast. No, we're doing we're doing kind of me too. Like I was gonna talk about. These All right, good, good, well. good. All right, um, uh, the one game really that I've been playing, uh, Dragon's Dog shit, because they oh my they finally God. they finally announced Dragon's Dog shit too. No, um, they did not just announce it. It got announced uh, months ago. But oh boy, nice try though. So, what was the announcement that you guys were all excited about? They showed gameplay. showed gameplay, gameplay trailer, fucking Neanderthal. That announcement months ago was like I, I thought it was just rumored that it was coming. No, out. they were uh, like, "Hey, I we're mean, making Dragon's Dogma for, Two. Dude, opened like, zipped down his shirt and showed a shirt with Dragon's Dogma Two on it. Yeah, it was rumored oh, for a long time, and then it was announced in a big way, and now we just recently got gameplay, and I think we have an idea of when it's coming out. So go All on. Right, well, in any case, yeah, the the trailer came out. Everyone was hyped about that, and I have I own Dragon's Dogma. I bought it at some point. I just never played it for no reason. So I was like, oh, let me let me just gear up and play that. Get ready for the second one. Um, and it turns out it's just a really bad game, and um, <laughs> they. You know, the second one probably like be just as bad. Oh my what's, god. What's, You're what's so the, embarrassingly pathetic. I, I don't even know what to say anymore. I feel bad that all my friends are brainwashed and thinking it was good. All right, all right. Is this see. because they don't have into free playing on the, the opening screen anymore? What do you not like That's about true, it? right? Yeah, they uh they lost the copyright for that song when they made That's Dark probably Horizon. why Vito is such a dour Dan. No, no, I think it, it's well, because in his first five minutes he got punched off of a cliff by like oh, an so ogre. He, so he sucks. And he started sobbing uncontrollably. The wind is pushing me! I was mad when I, I got arrested. I don't understand why I'm not strong. I can't you, even yeah, kill these giant monsters. No, what I was were mad you when I got arrested What did you do, Vito? Fucking... Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I, well, go I, ahead, Vito. I, well, you know, the first town you start in. Uh, not the first town you start in. Uh, you know, I heard this game's got this really cool grab mechanic. So, fucking saw a little little kid. I grabbed him and I walked to the top of like a tower and I just fucking chucked him. And he landed head first. He arced. He arced and landed head first, and his head exploded into blood. And I, I did actually not think, did not expect that. I I, I did not shocked. think that that was going to happen either. Um, 
I was in tears laughing and I got fucking arrested for that. Like, what kind of bullshit is that? Imagine the the sheer audacity. I'm just saying, why why add something so fun into a game and then pen- and then <laughs> punish you me fucking for it? Oh, <laughs> makes me mad. Are you being serious? Then punish me for you're it. You're not being you serious. You enrage me, dude. Being half serious. Because I you, don't think you, you're being you half can do, serious. You can do that to enemies. Serious. Like out in the open world. Yeah, Vito, we even told you, cho- you that. You like, chose yo, to do that to a citizen. Grab some gobs. Yeah. You chose to no, I like I like grabbing gobs. I like grabbing gobs. I like tossing gobs. Um why does why does Elder Scrolls punish me for stealing something. things? The grand mechanic is, is fun. The climbing's kind of okay so far. Um, yeah, no, if, I mean, I'm playing it, and I've been told by everybody, all of you guys, that Andy, you specifically said the first three hours are like bad. I think that was like your exact words. Like the first slow. three hours are like bad it's and slow then, it's a slog and, and you even said that you fell off the, for your first playthrough in the beginning and then you came back and then you you learned to love it and it's one of your it's a a good game for you you like that game a lot yeah it's um, all true words i just say those things and yeah i think i read that online too that like the beginning's like super slow so i'm complaining about the game but i'm i'm sticking with it for now because i'm hoping that it will open up a little bit i mean if it doesn't at some point i'm gonna put it down because I have like 10 hours in the fucking game right now I think um, but like I didn't even fucking do anything it's just like walking around just walking a lot of walking yeah look um, around look there's caves there's little things all around caves the world. are boring they're boring caves it's a boring map boring dungeons I could pull my eyes very out bland. this is boring you very bland dude, then maybe just put it down maybe there's it's not a, for you dude a bad stamina bar that punishes me anytime I want to run on the map um and I honestly just haven't found the combat to be like super fun right now. Um, yeah, I, I don't think the combat's like really that fun. Uh, the pawn system's like really cool. I like that a lot. I like the grabbing. The climbing seems like it could be cool. I haven't really found like a reason to do it yet. The only thing I could climb that I've seen so far is like a big ogre. And then I don't know what I climb up. Maybe I hit him in the eye. It doesn't seem like it really does more than just like shooting him because I'm like an archer. Um, so I'm just waiting for the game to kind of, you know, open up a little bit. Right now, I feel like what I'm going through is what I read about. Um, so, look, I trust the opinions of my friends is the point. That's why I'm playing it because you guys don't steer me wrong. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that it will get to a point where I'll I'll be enjoying my time. I mean, maybe just because it's so hype for you, one thing you're struggling with, I'm not saying the only thing, but one thing you're struggling with is maybe not expecting the level of jank that the game is. But, like, those of us who love it, like, accept and kind of like how janky it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I guess I I don't... I could see the game as being janky, but my problems with it aren't that much, (laughs) like, jank, like, things... I don't know, being weird or you just don't like the world. Weird. It's, it's just boring. a little, yeah. It's just a, a little boring. Like the actual what the game is supposed to be feels a little bit. I mean, boring. I, like I might honestly, kind of quest I think the boring. story is boring, but like I, I always found the combat and the pawn system to be what I was most interested in, and quests as an excuse to have things to go kill or rewards to get uh, propelled me forward. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the quite pawn honestly, system is cool. Go on. For me, um, it's been years since I played Dragon's Dogma, and I, I need to play it again before DD2. But um, 
what sticks in my memory is like this ineffable quality of like atmosphere and groundedness and but like also yeah the jank and some of the interesting features that are kind of unique in the gaming realm and just like there's this weird confluence of elements that uh made it something distinct for in in my memory and even though it's not like one of the greatest games ever played it's it's something it's got it's got a firm place it's like uh, the only adventure open world game that i can think of where i have like i do actively think about what time of day it is when i'm doing something like yeah that i don't want to be out at night you know what i mean because the game is just much harder at night like and so dark too like there's there are certain stylistic aesthetic things that they did to make the world feel a certain way that I think really strikes with me. Plus, I did find the combat gameplay a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. So oh, Vito is entitled to feel whatever he feels after playing the entire opinions. game. <laughs> I agree, Flask. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys. Um, so that's uh, Dragon's Dog shit. And... Uh, that's it as far as games. I did buy. Yeah, we're we're done with you. Oh, <clears throat> I did buy System Shock, but I didn't I didn't get to really play it yet. I'm excited hmm. to try that I out. That came out today. Uh, yeah, it came out a couple days ago. Um, oh, did it? Oh, uh, I have no experience with the series. I never played the first one or the second one. Uh, but I like that kind of game, and I've heard good things about it. So, and I've heard, and this this got good reviews. Um, so yeah. Uh, you should play the second sometime. It's it's cool. Second one's cool. I dig it. It's not. Um, it's a lot more playable than the first one. I yeah. never played the first one. Yeah, okay. in my experience, I never finished the first one, uh, and I definitely finished the second one because uh, it's sort of it's sort of definitely more rudimentary than you know the later Bioshock and etc. But uh, this it's it's definitely pretty cool, and uh, I played it for the first time only a few years back, so. I, I was fine with that. You know, it it, did, it wasn't too old <laughs> for me. I think play. actually, maybe I'll play this, and then I believe the I don't know if it's the same developer, but there's a System Shock Two Enhanced Edition coming out. It's it's mm. on on. Uh, there's no date yet. Uh, I just know this because if you pre-ordered the System Shock uh, remaster. It, you would get that game for free when it when it does come out. So I forget what the maybe, nature of that is. Maybe that's when I'll play that's System surprising. Shock too. I feel like yeah. System Shock. This one, it took like a long ass time to come out, right? Yeah, yeah. It's been a long I feel time like coming. it did. I feel like it did take a long time. Yeah. Um, that's as far as video games. Uh, Barry, the HBO show ended on Sunday after four seasons. And everybody here, except for Greg, uh, watches it and mm-hmm. is caught up, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I hate Barry. Greg hates <laughs> Barry. Uh, I, I enjoyed I, it well. Or, hold on. Uh, I hate uh, sh- shitty, shitty shitary. <laughs> I, I wish you would just stuck with shitty. Just like <laughs> Barry becomes <laughs> shitty. Yes. Yeah. Um, right. I'll... Yeah, I, I I liked it a lot. I thought it was uh, a very cool 
surreal season. Um, I don't think it was maybe, I don't think it was perfect necessarily, but I'm definitely, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I feel like that's always a good mark when you're like thinking hard about, you know, what you just watched. Yeah. There's definitely yeah. something to it that was, you know, uh, gets you thinking about it. It's, it doesn't just, you know, go by and, yeah. and uh, I mean, we, know, we essentially didn't really predict much correctly. Uh, we made predictions like on pod, I'm pretty sure. And we didn't, I don't think we really got much right except for that uh, spoilers for Barry. Particularly spoilers for Barry until 1.12.57. Except that Barry dies. We kind of figured that there was no other way for the show to end than Barry to die. Um, you know... Andy, I think at one point, I don't am I remembering this right? Did you once say that the show's kind of about consequences? I think you yeah. did. Um, and that I think that remained true. Three. I think that remained true. I think that everybody kind of gets their just desserts. Um, you know, Barry, we knew he was gonna die. He gets he gets killed, and it's very unceremonious. Um shot by Gene. And um, right on the brink of him kind of uh, finally giving in and realizing that, like, for true redemption, he must uh, pay for his crimes by going to jail, turning himself in so that um, Gene won't suffer because Gene was was um, taking the blame for his crimes and or it was. Yeah. And um, yeah, so he dies. Sally kind of ends up in. Yes, Andy, you said that she had one of the better endings. I guess that that's well, true. I mean, she, she at least survived. has a stable life. She's with stable. Her son. Yeah, she has a life. She has a son. She's not dead. She's not in jail. But she's and I and I honestly think her being single is a good sign for Sally. No, yeah. it is when she refuses the other teacher who wanted to pick uh, take her out for drinks. Um, that is a good sign. Maybe growing as a person. That's like, I think um, to like, kind of like undercut the not saying I love you to her son. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just complicated. It's, it's not meant to be. She's fucked or that she's not or no damaged. You know? Yeah, exactly. Oh, too damaged. It's not meant that she's too damaged, but also not that she's perfectly good now. You know, it's supposed to be mid. Right. That's why I say she I has like one of the better innings because like, most of the people we cared about most of the series ended up dead or in prison. Yeah. And, and I guess my point, like, um, you know, as far as everyone getting like their, their just desserts and, and, um, suffering the consequences of their actions. Like she was not like an evil person. She was just, uh, like an egomaniac mm -hmm. and, you know, she does murder somebody, but it's in self-defense. um, and yeah, like she's not a character that needed to die or go to jail. So I think she ended up exactly where she naturally would end up, right. you know, where she's, yeah, she is damaged. She has these traumas that will haunt her. Um, and she just, she has a lot of work to do before she could probably feel normal or she might not ever feel normal. You know, she's been through a lot. Um, I think seasons one and two, I think the whole like point of the show is seasons one and two are setting you up and seasons three and four are knocking you down 
in, as a viewer in terms of yeah. like how you feel about the characters because the seasons one and two set up like oh there's this sympathetic hitman who wants to change his way his ways and live mm-hmm. a normal life and oh sally is so annoying you know she's just the worst right mm-hmm. and you know like and then the seasons three and four are like no in real life, you don't root for murderers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In real life, you don't have sympathy for people who don't have sympathy for other people. You know, Sally may be annoying as a person, but she's like an actual normal person who wants to be safe. Yeah. And wants love and like doesn't want to be to have to kill or be killed, you know? Right. Yeah. And uh, whereas like Barry and Hank and, you know, even Fuchs, but his thing is criminals. Criminals, They're murderers, criminals who murder people. They're bad people. Yeah. I mean, I think that the shows, yeah, it's kind of like the antithesis of other, you know, movies and TV shows where a bad person is, you know, uh, revered or, you know, like, I don't know, like a show like Dexter. Which I, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about because I didn't watch that show, but that's like a show about a serial killer. You kind of root for him, maybe. Oh, yeah. Um, or like. Um, well, yeah, he literally only kills bad people and he's like. <laughs> His yeah. day job is he works for the cops, and then his night job is he kills the bad people the cops just can't get. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think, yeah, exactly what Flash said. Like, no, this is a Barry is a bad guy. Um, and so people who think that, oh, it should have ended at season three's ending, and it, sh- it would have been a m- slightly more happy ending for certain characters. Um, I think there is, I don't think that's a, like an invalid opinion. I just think that there's something to be said for what season four then proceeds to do, which is be like, no, uh, the the bad people aren't getting happy endings. Um, they're getting realistic consequences, like Andy right. said. Right. And um, it actually is a good ending for the right people, in a sense. But they are traumatized, you know? They're haunted. Yeah. yeah. Talk about uh, Fuchs. The I think he biggest, gets the best ending. He gets the best ending in the entire show. He gets... Like full redemption story, yeah, man, and ends up in a good place, and it, and it's like this is the guy who is a piece of shit, manipulative, um, you know, put Barry on these hits, like you know, was a big part in yeah, kind of ruining Barry's dude. life, and but like he's one of the he, only characters who was capable of change in the end. Yeah, but he also he he has that change because he goes to prison and he he does ta- he does his full sentence. Yeah. He doesn't fucking Faces escape. Consequences. He he gets you know he, he says I got beat within an inch of my life every single day. Um, so yeah, he faces that he was living in hell um, and had a lot of time to think about you know what he did and then and he redeems himself. You know he saves Barry's kid in the end and then you know makes the ultimate move of I'm just gonna walk away out of this guy's life like I'm not gonna fucking have a conversation Which is way with different from where he was <laughs> I'm just gonna turn around and disappear into the shadows that's it you'll probably never hear me ever again Barry um, which is like the ultimate move because that's probably all Barry wants from Fuchs um, and yeah I thought that was actually really fucking cool and, and, and even Fuchs trying to kind of help Hank with his redemption as well um, and Hank ending up refusing. Um, yeah, yeah, Hank can't uh, change, and uh, Kusuno like, can't change. Is Hank Things even go wrong? Bad for them. Like, it's so complicated, exactly. right? Because like, like, like Fuchs is, is saying stuff. that Hank killed him because, um, uh, or well, you know, well, Hank did kill like, him like Hank's led to his death, but 
Hanks would argue that he had no choice because they were going to die anyway. Like Hanks, Hanks. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the thing with Hank was when, go. What are the what are the terms for these? Hanks is one of these right. words, and then I don't know. And Fuchs is the other one. Like they're the two different philosophical philosophical ideals towards like resolving moral hazards. The ends justify the means versus uh, what whatever smart words. I, I'm really tired today. Yeah, yeah I get. What I get what you mean. Um. Yeah, I mean, well, as far as Hank, uh, what, what you just said, like, what could he have done? I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I kind of just viewed Hank as just making. I the think wrong that decisions. like you're, you're supposed to feel um, comp conflicted about it because like we see Hank in the future is pretty much doing what he and Cristobal dreamed of doing originally. Like he's, he's living that life, but like mm -hmm. he's also like probably right that like, I mean, Batir has a whole fucking established organized crime unit after him. What, what used to. Does he and Cristobal and their ragtag group of like twenty guys have against like a war with like an established mafia? Like, you know what I mean? Like, hmm. there is that to be said. Although I think I think like boils down to he chose the course of action that would prevent himself Cristobal. from facing and, consequences, and, and right. came out on top of that. And it worked out for him. It definitely did. But like it it led to the death of Cristobal and like it basically corrupted him and like uh right. showed what kind of person I think it should have you know what like I think what we're supposed to learn from there is like it was complicated but yeah exactly that because Hank could have acted differently even in the space right he could have talked to Cristobal and yeah. that would have mm -hmm. made the world exactly. a difference he didn't yeah he didn't discuss it with him he just decided to and kill bloody Cristobal's all of hands guys with them hyper violently, and almost kill Cristobal too. Yeah. At first, I thought Hank was killing and, him, and I thought that was fucking nuts. Yeah. I did not expect Hank to come back. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought for sure he he it was intending to do that until, yeah, until you find out. But um, yeah, and then we have, and then our last character, Gene. And, you know, how, do, how does he end up, you know, he, the, I guess the whole show he's been struggling with, this is another guy with an ego and wanting the spotlight and it kind of gets him into trouble a lot. Um, you know, he comes out of hiding because there's a movie about him and Barry and at first he's saying that he's coming out because he doesn't want the movie to happen. I mean, he's just a fool. The whole but season is, he I think, kind of supposed is, to like, just like say yeah. more than any other... Uh, any other thing that Gene is literally just the fool archetype. Like it all, it almost doesn't even matter fool. what you think he believes and whether you think he's being genuine, because there's just something in his brain that's going to make him impossibly turn to the worst yeah. possible decision. And he could have changed. He demonstrated capacity to change, he but could he not could not to commit it. to that yeah. and uh, submitted to his, his inner nature, you know? Yeah, he still can't help but feel like what a tragic character because, you know, I don't know if you could say that he deserved, you know, being, um, having, having his son think what he thinks of him now and, you know, ending up serving life in prison uh, for a crime that he didn't commit. And, and, you know, he loved Janice and, you know, he's in prison for murdering her, which he never would do. So it's a tragedy, but yeah, his yeah, yeah. because he was the fool and making these just 
terrible decisions um, and giving into his his ego. That's where he ends it's almost up. like we're, um, you know, even at the end when he kills Barry, like if he had just waited 30 more seconds or if he just not shot Barry, Barry would have was about to turn himself in <laughs> and Gene would have been yeah. saved. But instead, all it does is just ensure that Gene is. Uh, yeah, he silences Barry. But I, I'm really glad I, there was a lot of irony going on. You know, it was all it was about like. It was a great way to show us without having the benefit of having more episodes or more screen time or whatever, a lot really quickly. You know what I mean? We got to see Barry come to that redemption point, but he only gets at best just like a, a, a little glance at it. You know what I mean? And then close. He's dead. And same, same with Gene. Gene committed yeah, yeah. to a decision. And it doesn't matter even that he was very close to not making that decision. Like, the fact that we feel so close to another outcome is just kind of like a facade because this is who Gene was and this is what happens after he's committed to that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I I I I, yeah, I, I yes. like a lot of the Yeah, endings. both of them feel like they're on the precipice of redemption, but right. you're right. They're, they're not. They're, you know, like a Sisyphus kind of thing where they're just going to end up back at the bottom. Right. Because of who they and are. Maybe the answer for Barry is also, I mean, and we're probably reading into it too much, but like, and I know I already said this, but, you know, Barry doesn't get redemption. It's so like the moment he realizes what that path might look like, he has to die because he's not allowed to walk that path. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like half joking, but like really, though, allowed, like, yeah. I don't know. There, I, it's, it, I think that's a good point to be made. Yeah. No, I, I agree at all. I don't even think it's a joke. Yeah. Like in this show, you, no, you don't just get away that easy. If um, I can indulge a little bit, I think we're gonna have a bigger discussion on this at some point. But like, I don't want to. You know, we we've been really positive, and there's a lot of great stuff to talk about. But also, I I do kind of want to get to. I'll explain on this in a later pod, maybe when John's back. But I'm I'm really struggling with like the line between style and substance, and I know I kind of talked to you guys about this already, but just some stuff in this season, like really tested me. You know what I mean? Like the I'm with the you. blackout goggle, like the Jim Moss can super torture th- people thing. I did not have a problem with in mm-hmm. season three or whatever, and I don't remember the context where we were seeing it, but like but it was just kind of like a fun bit. You know what I mean? But like they they keep coming mm-hmm. back to that, and uh, it's a little much that, and then. The whole Jim Moss thing near the end was like, sketchy. Especially like Jim. I really liked that. Was just. I could not believe that happened. Like, and, and it doesn't matter really in the sense because like the writers could have figured out some other clever way to have Barry escape. You know, whatever. It doesn't matter what Jim did to him because Barry is Barry. Barry could figure out a way out of it. But like, just. Uh, uh, it doesn't sit well with me. You know. I think. I guess. Uh, I I didn't I wasn't really bothered by that exact sequence just because I figured at that moment Jim is just now figuring out in his head that it's actually Gene who he's after. And mm-hmm. remember, he's not the cops, so I don't think he gives a fuck if Barry is free or in jail if he didn't kill Janice. I don't think mm-hmm. he gives a fuck anymore. His whole thing is about who killed Janice and they need to suffer. So now in that moment, Gene is the one that killed Janice. So 
maybe yeah maybe he just leaves the garage because i guess i can buy that to, and to i think Jamie. i did feel that in the time um, it was only when we got back to barry later that i was like wait what the fuck but um are you still there it's a little specious that, that i did really that like the goggle scene barry saying that he gave gene money right like it seemed it seemed kind of like yeah final episode that like yeah, that admit a, that admit led to that severe of a cascade against Gene. Right now, something this conversation has made me think of that I have not committed any brain power to, and I may have to mm-hmm. in the future, is just the like maybe the Jim Moss thing that you're just describing has some tie into the viewership's opinion on Barry. Like there's something there, maybe there's some connection there thematically. Granted, you don't want to commit to your theme so much that you lose sight of like the realism of the <laughs> of the mm. show's you know, plotting. Yeah. But maybe there's something there in terms of like Jim Moss represents a viewer wanting to give Barry an out or something like that of sympathy. And mm. so it like it no longer concerns him. And then you have the the t- the it looked like t- like a TV movie, but it's basically that level of budget. Oh, that was such the movie a great and the, the epilogue that uh, John is watching, which I loved. Yeah. That is that is complete like uh, fabrication of how the yeah. events actually went. I feel like there might be something there in terms of like how the viewership, how it's well, a I commentary on how a viewership yeah. would see Barry. For for the movie at the end, I absolutely one hundred percent thought that that's what that was. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You talking about the the Jim Moss. Uh, him also being a part of that i hadn't thought about that but maybe there's something there but the movie at the end i definitely took up as like oh this is exactly this is how you know hollywood today would write this story about this we we know who barry is we've seen the show this is like maybe let's say the the show barry is the real events that happened and then that movie at the end is like how hollywood would depict it you know Mm -hmm. because because we need to you know, like, like we had a fucking a Netflix show about what was it, Ted Bundy, like this year, <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer. You know what I mean? Jeffrey Dahmer, sorry, yeah, like, yep. That's that's what Hollywood does with people yeah. who are monsters. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Absolutely, um, right. And Even we, the people we, we know eat are it monsters, up, and we watch it and eat it up and love it. You know, and and idolize these people, and there's fucking, you know, there's a whole genre of people out there that you know idolize serial killers you know and, and, and on, on that note though they don't know like, like nobody so, knows that barry's a serial killer like he like i don't know if i'm disappointed by this but i was kind of hoping to see like an ultimate comeuppance where like somehow the bag gets loose that barry did not just kill janice moss you know what i mean he's a fucking psychopath who's killed dozens and dozens of people right and there's like a holy shit revelation I, for people around him of like, oh my god, this guy is like an right. professional hitman. I kind of, I kind of wanted to see the unmasking yeah. like all the way, and we we got that to some extent. But like, you know, he, him killing Janice was, I don't know, maybe it was like one of the worst things he did because she was uh, inarguably a true innocent person. But I don't know. That was that the first selfish kill. I think so, but I mean, for yeah, because he murder. wanted to kill Ryan. Well, like he was really conflicted about killing Ryan because I think Ryan would have been his first one. There was Ryan, but but he yeah. didn't kill Ryan. Like when he came up to Ryan, Ryan was dead. Remember, he w- he had resolved to kill Ryan, but he uh, got yeah. an out out of doing it himself. So Giannis would have been his first. I one. I did not remember that. Interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, he, Brian had been attacked, shot. Oh, his right. Car okay. By, yeah. Um, right. Yeah. I thought that you was might be the remembering Barry shooting no, because he then shoots like the the Chechens afterwards, and that, yes. that's like the first okay. time Noho Hank shoots Barry. Um, let's talk about the time jump, which I think was the one thing that nobody saw coming. And, you know, I feel conflicted about, I just um, want to say, oh, go ahead. But ultimately I, I like, well, I was just going to say like, I, I have that? like one thought that's solid about it, that I felt like I understood why the time jump in the final moment of the series, like when. When we saw John yeah. watch that movie and then see his face afterwards, it's like that's why. Okay. We saw this so that we could have we could yeah. somehow in this story end on an optimistic note that John might have a good opinion of his dad, who doesn't deserve it, but it's about John, not his dad, and he might turn out all right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I that's an interesting take. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could see that. Because um, that's how I felt. I felt optimistic. I think when the, the show end. ended. Like, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I don't I know did. if I felt. I don't know if I. I I guess yeah. Talk about that for a second. I don't know if I felt optimistic from that. I I more felt like disturbed that this kid, who 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 so far seems like a good apple. Um, definitely seems like a good apple. It even seems like Barry raised him right. Maybe this is the, yeah. I'm I'm talking this through right. out loud. In, in I don't think Barry maybe that's was the a good one father. thing. But I think father. for some reason John survived it. I, I think I Barry think looked like, like a good father. My take like he was very good at having. He lo- He was yeah. like you said. He was surface dad. I mean, he tried to. He almost like tried <laughs> to baseball. emulate like what he saw on like TV. And by stuff the way, like that. I don't. I don't know if yeah. I mentioned this already, but I think it's so funny how. Sally commits to the basically like witness protection level of disguise by actually like donning a wig and adopting. I love a that. She's still acting everything like that. Barry's idea of a disguise is to put on glasses. Yeah, and the yeah. name he fucking chooses for it's himself Clark. is Clark. Yeah. I love that. And they too. name the son John. Yep. I, so I you got Clark too. Kent and John Kent. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's Which great. is the name of Clark's son um, in the comics, by the way, for everybody. Well, hang hang on. While, while we're on that bit, Flask, can you think of any significance to Emily? Because I can't. Significant what? To Emily. Emily. Sig- um, Sally's, Sally's given name. That's Sally's name? Uh, no, not off the top of my head. Yeah, well, th- think about it. Because, you know, that's everything else is so intentional. Would that really be random? Right. Probably not. You know what I mean? It might take a rewatch. Maybe there's some clue yeah. earlier in the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as that last, I, I don't know if I saw it as as an optimistic scene. I don't know, just I guess a kid. It was a little disturbing, like the kid watching uh, a movie where his father, who's like a complete psychopath, is being revered as a. But hero. he's a teen man. Like um, he didn't in that movie going like fuck that or like crying or like looking distraught. He ended it looking pretty all right. Like he was pleased by what he saw. No, he he was smiling and he was happy. He had a little twinkle in his eye and. I guess so, but to me, it was like, like you you shouldn't be getting any joy out of you know. But I mean, you're, the, you're I don't know. But he doesn't know your that. dad was a bad person, and a better a better way for you to leave the show would be that my dad was very bad, and I need to not you know 
revere him. I need to try to be not like him. I think it's supposed to be um, ambiguous. But I like, think, why does it matter? I mean, like for me, I think he's... I projected myself onto it. I felt it was more I ambiguous. Totally correct. You know, I felt maybe, more ambiguous maybe it is than ambiguous, positive but, about it. Yeah, I, I guess I'm like, why, you know, why is it bad for him to look up to a fake image of his dad if the fake image is a pretty good guy? You know, I, I understand what you're saying, like with all the knowledge in the world, but like to this kid, it will never matter that his dad was who he was. You know what I mean? So it's it's better for him to believe why is like a good thing for him to to believe, and maybe when he's older he could learn the real truth. You know, and believe it as a person who seemingly for some reason has a good head on their shoulders. You know, right. like as 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 was said, is a good apple. Right. I don't think it was like, and this is my take. I'm not saying your take is wrong, Vita, but like I, I guess no. I really disagree no. with the take that. It was meant to like in any way hint that this guy is going to turn out like Barry. You know, we we don't really. At least I didn't have any reason to think that. I guess I just felt like the movie and the Hollywoodization of Barry, like, almost seemed to justify killing in certain circumstances, which was a thing that Barry himself was trying to. He was trying to justify his killings when, you know, that Bill Burr radio show where where it's talking about, you know, God's okay with murder. You know, I felt like the movie that we watched was was kind of well, yeah, it's totally a modern, like a similar message for for sure. But like, I think you're so him watching it and then smiling at the end, like, like maybe my dad isn't. Maybe my dad was a good guy. You know, maybe he wasn't so bad. I would think about this on a rewatch. I don't know what happened. Because like, like I would think about it on a rewatch though. Because like in the movie, like the guy. Like literally says like I need you to do this or else I'm gonna go kill people or something like that. Like he's given like the tragic hero like has no choice but to do a bad thing choice. Like literally has no choice. Like in mm. Flask, I, yeah. I know what you're saying. Like Sally says they're murderers to the kid, but like I I don't know how much I want to put into that. You know, just because child development is weird, memories and stuff, age, and yeah. you know what I mean and. She was also pretty vague and like, how much did he understand and what did he hear? You know, like, I, I know what you're mm-hmm. saying, so I'm not saying you're wrong. Just, I, I don't take much. I think, I think it. it may be end up like with the middle ground where John comes away with like a more pros- positive impression in his memory than the actual events deserved. That's kind of what so, I think. like, yeah, because he's already a pretty good person, just seemingly arbitrarily. Um, it then like, leads him to be more well-adjusted than he probably should be because like things have been overwritten sort of. Right. Things have been over. Yeah. Smoothed over. But I think it's definitely supposed to be ambiguous. You know, I think you're supposed to see what you want to see. What my big takeaway, honestly, from this whole show was that uh, I like Bill Hader as a filmmaker. I think he's good at filmmaking. And he's an incredible yeah, actor. He's incredible, dude. dude. Like, I mean, some I of this, liked him the scenes. Too, like, he was incredible. Yes. Absolutely incredible. You could tell the guy. And I love watching like the interviews, the behind the scenes interviews, um, because yeah, you can just tell the guy loves film and is influenced by, you know, all these great directors and tries to, you know, I mean, some of the the shots this season um, were fucking wild. Um, that one scene with Sally post time jump 
when yeah, there's an intruder in the house. What a fucking scene. I mean, I don't really even know what happened in that scene. I think it was supposed to have an element of I think of there was part of it that actually was happening, but um, she was definitely enhancing it and hallucinating certain aspects of it, you know? Right. Like she was an alcoholic and also she was having hallucinations throughout the season um, after killing that guy, which I think was great. Like it wasn't just that like in any other show, she would have killed that guy and maybe never talked about again. But like that one killing Mm -hmm. really, which is a great parallel to all Um, the people who do kill people and think nothing of it afterwards, (laughs) who just go on with their merry lives and then die at the end. Yeah, right. What's the show about? You think on on its whole? I mean, the I closest think thing for me is I think what I already discussed. Yeah, I think just like redemption and uh, consequences, sympathy, consequences. good and bad people, and what you should take away as a viewer. Ego, also like absurd ego for sure. Ego a little, a little and bit of Hollywood like being like a big theme. Crazy things happening and reacting to that. I'm looking forward to seeing what Hater does. Next. I think I think we should stop talking about Barry because we've committed <laughs> yeah, to doing, doing we've another podcast and we've gone on for a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that you know maybe we won't do another podcast. We'll we'll, we'll see. But either way, that's Barry. when John comes back. Maybe we'll discuss. We'll at least touch more. on it. I think. Yeah, touch yeah. on it. Uh, Vito, do you have anything else? That's it. Cool. We're gonna go ahead and head to a break. We'll come back with my roundtable briefly we actually discussed almost everything i was going to discuss already then greg and flask onward to the news where we got the playstation showcase among many other events oh yeah so flask i want you to imagine your head right you, you imagine you follow me you're, you're standing in your room uh you're standing up in the middle of your room your eyes are closed. You're you, 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 you just doing a test. You're seeing if you know your room, right? Where are you? you? Pretend like you went blind. Where am, where am I? You start walking around. Oh, shit. Did you just step on your cat's tail? Wow, was that my cat? Yeah. So, you know, you, you recover from that, right? And as, as your cat sprints out the door, frightened, terrified, no longer trusts or loves you, uh, at of least course. for now. She'll be fine later. Uh, your dad walks in. And your dad says, Hey, Flask, as, as he calls you, your Christian name. Yes. Uh, Flask, I need to know right now, do you believe in God? And what do I say? I don't know. What do you say? Um, I guess I'm You say, of- no, father. No, father. I have forsaken Christ the Lord. And your dad says... Right. How did you get my dad to record that? It's just podcast magic. He says that all the time to me. He's like so... He looks at me askew and he's like, really? We should feed our voices into like an AI thing so we can, uh... Dude, I want to do that. Uh, <laughs> how do you do that? I'll let you guys uh, feed my voice I mean, there's already AI. enough, uh... You, uh, you heard... Uh, Greg, you heard my, my Nordy Report bit. You know what I would do with that. <laughs> I'm sure if you looked deep enough, you'd find it on the internet somewhere. Of me just saying it. In like a Gary's Mod game. <laughs> I'm gonna say. It. I mean, you guys know that we've already put so much tape out on the internet with this, with the form of the podcast, 
that we can easily be made into AI voices. AI voices. I hope that I get I hope that I get C tier celeb status high enough, just high enough mm. that somebody rips my voice into an, an AI and I hope when, makes me say stupid uh, racist inevitable things. Robot uprising or whatever. I hope I don't get killed by a robot with my voice. I mean, of course you wouldn't want that. Right? That'd be like, uh... I'd be pretty fucked. You'd be fine with a robot that doesn't have your voice, of course. Killing me? Yeah. Yeah. I just don't want to hear my annoying-ass voice as, as I'm getting my head crushed under my, like, a metal boot. That checks out. By the way, Andy, I had to, I had to uh... Manually add in the uh, the beer opening noises on the last podcast. The sound effects. Oh man! So uh, right. they don't they do not pick up on any of okay. the recordings. Okay, good to know. Welcome back, everybody, to the podcast where we're going to discuss uh, what I want to talk about now. And uh, like Vito, I plan to take the next hour or so. Yeah, we uh, found Greg halfway down the city block. He was he was walking out of the studio. He was I was wandering. They left the door open. I got outside. Uh, I did a lot of stuff, but I feel like I can kind of like be brief about a lot of it. Um, Saw Renfield, liked Renfield a lot. Um, That's the Vampire Nick Cage movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Super enjoyed that. Super enjoyed the Nick Cage and Nick. uh, What's his name? Uh, Holt. uh, Holt. Yeah. I call Nick him Cage Young Shaggy because he reminds me of like uh, that dude who used to play Shaggy <laughs> in the old live action Matthew movies. Lillard. Yeah, Cajun Holt plotline solid. Uh, Aquafina plotline, you know, I don't know Aquafina. I ain't listened to her music. Uh, I know, I know she's had some mixed press, or whatever. I, I legitimately don't know her. I didn't even recognize. I didn't even recognize it was her until after the movie. Uh, was not a fan of the cop uh, movie. I felt like. Felt like we would have been better to have less of the cop stuff and more of the Renfield. I don't think that's a terribly inaccurate opinion. Yeah, uh, but I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it quite a bit. That's good. Okay, moving on. Uh, I feel like I watched another movie or two. I'm struggling to think of it. I watched the Double Dragon movie. That was actually kind of rad. Like the one from like the 80s or the 90s. That's an old right. good B B uh, video game adaptation, right? Okay. That's the one with um doing... Robert Patrick, right, as the villain. Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. No, yeah, Batman. <laughs> it's Patrick. Uh, <clears throat> Twilight. The Twilight. No, T one thousand. It's Batman. Um, what movie did we watch yesterday? Oh, I, Dungeons and Dragons. I saw that too. Kind of, oh yeah, how kind was of, that? Kind of. I mean, I was working while we were watching it, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I was in uh, an hour and I, I liked it. I, I, I echo a lot of like what Flask we and John have said on podcasts before. I don't, I don't feel like I have any unique commentary other than to say like, uh huh, yeah, yep, I'm with yeah. you. I really liked it. I really liked it. Yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. I'll go back and watch it. Yeah, I mean. I had to bounce. The the, mo- the 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 scene in the tavern where they're making plans and the sorcerer is like, well, psh, shit, it's got that sigil on it. There's no way. I and mean, the only other way would be like if we got like the helmet of disjunction, but that's crazy. Like that was like, okay, this is a uh, my DM serving up the <laughs> the plot line for me. You know what I mean? 
Right. There's definitely a few moments like that. I had oh, a yeah. lot of fun. I laughed a lot at the uh, token scenes. That was that was fun. Oh right, in the graveyard. Yeah. Uh, Vito Great had scene. the best bit of all, where um, yeah, I just kind of like floated. Like, I mean, if we're not doing anything else, we can watch Dungeons and Dragons. We was like, oh fuck yeah, let's do it. Let's fucking do it. I'm down. And I'm like, Vito, I I'm down, but like, I need you to understand, this movie's like two and a half hours long. And he's like, bro. I got the time. I'm down. <laughs> then 25 minutes later, he leaves. I thought I had, I thought I had the time. <laughs> I, was, I was wrong. Uh, it was funny. You, you came back. Yeah, but then I left again. Yeah. Didn't you come back, though? <laughs> I, just, I was just trolling the whole oh, night. Yeah. It's just simply in his nature. I wanted to watch it, but I rolled a fucking D10... And a seven came up, and uh, I know who you are with seven. Leave. What's that? I'm saying I know how you are with sevens. You know how I am with sevens. You know, um, and you know the rules too with the sevens. So I couldn't um, watch it. I've also been playing Dragon's Dogma, and I've been enjoying it. It's a great game, and fuck the haters. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> Man, what a good, what a good Dragon's Dogma comment, Andy. Thank you. And a, also, Greg, I think you've dipped your toes into this by now, but Kurt has set up Dragon's Dogma online via LAN. Uh, yeah, going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, I have not played it yet. I played it when well, it was an online thing originally. I have not. I just made my character in his server, but I have played ask, it If you're yet. right with it, this is a, my last topic anyway, so we can just pass the ball oh, yeah, as we sure, sure. chat about it. Um, yeah, not, so I, I got on in Kurt. it. Go go ahead. Sorry, just just Kurt and Knoxville were saying that yeah they played it like <laughs> like millions of years ago they played it uh, in its very very earliest form or like when it was still at, right. like actually had servers available for real in Japanese. Uh, we uh yeah we downloaded like a bunch of like VPNs and shit and we just I, I remember when that happened because I was interested it. I was interested <laughs> but like when I learned that like it wasn't subbed or anything I was like fuck that I'm not gonna like. There were Japanese very that was that was the bridge too far for me, and there was like a guide we followed to it. It was crazy. This game still isn't perfectly subbed, but it's a, it's like it's well enough that you can do anything you need to do. Like yes, um, but yeah, this was. Does anybody know more details about this flask? I think you probably looked into it more, but this was some kind of fan made localization effort, right? Yes. So the the. Dungeons and, Drag Dungeons and Dragons Dragon's Dogma Online is dead as an actual game. And so this is one of, you know, the many MMO preservation projects out there. This one attempting to preserve Dragon's Dogma Online, be allow you to host private servers, and obviously, as you just said, localize it into English, right. which they've done an admirable job of so far. Um, I don't know too much about, like, the specificities of... Uh, specifics of this particular project only yeah. that it's that kind of project so i think this was maybe the first stable release or at least maybe the first that kurt was aware of i don't know how he warns about this kind of shit but i'm always i don't either he, i asked him and he wouldn't he, answer me <laughs> he randomly brings goodies like this in and like <laughs> just whatever um anyway uh it's a great time so far it, it it's, it's literally just the game and all of his content without any of the progression kind of built in there so like you kind of start from the beginning with like the ability to get like you know it's level one gear but it's like level one slash in-game gear um 
There's no storyline, but you can go to all the dungeons and complete, you know, kill the bosses. There's no quests or anything. So it's, it's really up to you to like kind of like guide your adventure. And I think a lot of the challenge so far for the server, I only played on like the first night with like Kurt and Alex. So I haven't played actually with you guys yet. But correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of the challenge logistically has been finding a stable difficulty. Yes. Yeah, so you, you kind of have to just feel out who you should be fighting where and like what you should be wearing at any given time. Because as you said, there's no progression of any sort. There's no guidelines. Everything is just laid out at your feet and you have to not only, you know, make sense of what you're seeing, uh, you know, and make it, you know, work for you, but also kind of make your own fun because it's not going to guide right. you at all in that regard. <laughs> Honestly, if I were the fan devs and this is a big ask, but, and I'm not. I'm not mad if they didn't do this, but I would want to like publish something like a, I would say, soft progression player guide. Like, hey, we suggest you do things in this order. Mm-hmm. For all we know, they, there's something like that somewhere on like maybe the Discord server. Maybe there is. Uh, I think Kurt was going to look into it. There were. Um, 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 what was I going to say? Oh, the thought has escaped me. But yeah, great time. Um, good devs. Um, I'm having a lot of I always love so when stuff far. like this happens, yeah. I've never played Dragon's Dogma no. online. Compared to the original game, I'm just just a quick thought. Uh, I think the biggest thing I'm digging is uh, there's definitely some UI improvements, but also there's some new classes that are, that are pretty sick, and the skills for the existing classes I've already played in Dragon's Dogma have some uh, new toys to play around with, some reworks that I, that, I, that I was enjoying. It makes me even more excited for Dragon's Dogma, too. Oh, yeah. And it's more like... It's still very much an MMO, but you're not just clicking on buttons and letting your guy do the animation. It's as it's like it retains some of the the dynamism of like the Dragon's Dogma, the original game. Um, and it's got that dynamic heard, combat so. instead of like exactly what uh like yeah like WoW has. Yeah, so you're still you're still feeling like you're playing a Dragon's Dogma game. Um, so it's probably more engaging than to to me people like me than your traditional MMO. But also just for this project, I I th- I did go in thinking that there was progression. I didn't know anything about you know d- just having everything at your fingertips right away and having to as I said sort of make your own fun. And I think that would probably prevent me from spending too much more time with it in its current state even though it's at a stable level just cuz like I kind of do need that sort of stuff, even though I was having fun with my friends, like just just going out and fighting monsters. I don't know how long that's going to retain me, just cause, like there's no sense of progression and progress and or um, um, earning things, completing challenges, and items are just like non like you just can get whatever you want right away. So there's no point to picking anything up. Um. And I think those things are kind of necessary for for my enjoyment of a game or an MMO at yeah. least. I was enjoying killing monsters with the buds, but for for at least Same. like long term legs, I, I agree. Currently, I'm I'm kind of feeling as a novelty. I hope we do find something like a player guide or something like that to help guide us along. That would be nice. That's Dragon's Dogma Online. That's my roundtable flask. Do you have anything else you'd like to talk about? Yeah, sure. Um. Oh, I wanted to mention that uh, on the on the on the gamercation on the trip we took, um, John brought out the backgammon board 
which he mm-hmm. has several times mm-hmm. threatened to uh, to whip out Reveal. and teach us to play. And so a bunch of us learned how to play backgammon, and we're having fun uh, backing each other's gammons around the board. Is that appropriate um, lingo? Is that appropriate? Yeah. No, no, it's from a different time. You have to understand. It's an ancient right, game. Okay. Different th- people had different uh, different sensibilities, morals back then, and you just have to kind of accept that it's you know from that era. Uh, but if you can get past the uh, the inappropriate nature of the the very game itself, um, yeah, I like it actually. I uh, probably end up playing more backgammon in my life because of John. So thanks, John. Oh, jeez. <laughs> He made you old. Yeah. Um, I was already old. I was born old. That's why I have such corrupt morals from the old times. As for what else I actually played, um, I played, uh, I am playing, I have not finished it, uh, Warhammer 40,000 Bolt Gun, which is um, a new... a couple hours of this. Sick. Yeah. It's a new... This uh, is a... Boom, boomy shooty, old school, old school shooter. Doom. Doom esque, yes. Doom like, if you will. It's um, on my wish list. Yeah, I don't know why I'm playing this exactly because I've skipped several. This doesn't seem like your shooters. Kind of um, yeah. my, see, my thing is I, I have to take my time with this game. That's why I'm playing it in short spurts because I do not want to get burned out on it because I like its art style, it's, its aesthetic. I really um, like the aesthetic. The, that, the, like, oh, you call that voxel? Oh yeah, yeah. It's like pixelated it's like voxel, voxel kind of style. Very um, cool. Look. Of course, the the cyber gothic Warhammer 40k universe is a cool setting, um, and the kind of enemies you're fighting are, are fun to fight. I don't want to get burned out on it though, because I usually do. I tend to with with most of these. Those games tend to be a little repetitive, repetitive right? Shooters, like you know, yes. you're just you're just shooting NPCs. You know, I want to actually finish this one, so I'm taking it slow, taking little taking it little bits. Yeah, but it's, I'm not like super into those kinds of games, except Doom Eternal and Doom right. 2016, just because they had like systems on top of that boomer shooter formula that that kept me coming back. I can understand that. And they're like modern in a way that these are not striving to be. You know, right. these are trying to be that old school. And uh, by way of that, they're, they end up repetitive, but that's the point, you know. Um, yeah, but this one's like wave. 24 bucks, I think. Um, yeah, and it's, it plays I, well, well on I believe Steam it's not deck. that long either. It seems like a great Steam Deck game. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's viscerally satisfying. Uh, so I'm having fun with it. I, cool. you know, I still want to play at some point, like the, um, you know, the the dusks and stuff of this world. Dusks. There's a, there's there's a few a other shooters like this, that, yeah, that I want to check out. Kills on my list. Uh, I was watching Alex play, and it seemed sick. Uh, I guess if there's one downside, I, I noticed. Um, it seemed like there was a lot of, and Alex said this before I did, a lot of kill everybody on the level, then spend like twenty or thirty minutes scouring the level for secrets. Yeah, he said yeah. he was ending up lost like a lot of the time, like not knowing where to go. I have encountered a little bit of that, yeah. So I don't, I don't blame him. I think that's accurate. Because um, sometimes, like, you kind of know where you're going all the way up until you hit that final room of just wave after wave of enemies, and then you have to clear that room. And then once you're done with that, you're like, the game doesn't really point you anywhere. Um, 
doesn't really highlight where you have to go. So you kind of have to figure it out. And sometimes it's not obvious at all. So, um, yeah, but at least you get to see the level like a tourist. I don't know. <laughs> at least you got to explore. Right. And there are secrets. There are multiple secrets on every level to find. Cool. Yeah. Um, and of course, hijack. Alex likes it because he's into uh, Warhammer. You're going to hijack right. it? I'm going to hijack your round table for a second. Um, sure. Uh, just a fun moment. Street Fighter Six at the time of this recording is coming out in approximately two hours. Is anybody buying it? I'm not. I thought I'm not a fighting game guy. Uh, I don't think I'm going to buy it. I thought I'd be done with Zelda by now, but I'm not. <laughs> I will, if like enough of our friends are playing it, I will buy it. I do not want to buy it because it's 60 bucks and um, Kyle Kerr look, my and thing with these Spirit have already got it and I think Zach's getting it too. Naturally. Yeah. I'm not like super interested in playing with any of those guys. I love them and I love playing video games with them, but I don't like really playing fighting games of people who know what they're doing. <laughs> Sweaties. It really, it, it's it's not their fault. They're I mean they're just good at those kinds of games and they they play a lot of them. Yes, and it's just it's just straight up not fun to play games that are that competitive and have that high of a skill ceiling with people who are really good. You'll never I'm never gonna want to put the time in to be that good. Like I really I really loved. There was a really beautiful thing that happened when we were teenagers and we all got Marvel vs. Capcom two on the Xbox Live Arcade. And none of us were sweaty about it at all. We were all like amateur level level. None of us like we didn't like look anything up. Like we literally we didn't know any of their fucking combos that our guys did. And we got so much playtime out of that because we were all we just all remained on the same level. Like none of us were really that but much better than anybody else. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't really want to get it just to like play with people who are just going to own me over and over and over again. But if enough of you guys get it, then maybe I'd maybe I'd get it. You smell me? It seems yeah, like as a game, it's a fairly good jumping in point, if, even if you're not really into... Right, I know they introduced some new systems that make it easy. Um, I know, like... I don't know exactly what... I didn't really look into but I know, like, you know, Tekken 7 had, like, those, like... Um, I don't know, had, like, that baby baby mode combo thing. Yeah. You just press, like, one button and it does, like, a combo. And I really liked that a lot. It helped me play the game... Like, I could actually play the game. You know what I mean? I, I didn't care to get better than that. And I, I was able to hold my own, at least, against people on the same, you know, skill level. So I think Street Fighter Six has something like that. It does. A um, simplified mode where you just press buttons to represent combos, that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm about that. I, I think they should make these games a little more accessible, accessible to people like me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm on the fence. Um I was, I was, I, I think I'm gonna buy it. I don't know. I, I'm leaning more yes than no. I really like Street Fighter okay. Four. And the art style looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Flash. Go ahead. Whatever. Dumb no problem. You're talking about. Um. Well, so what Greg said. Speaking of thinking that you'd be done with Zelda by now, um, my last thing that I want to talk about right now is, um, well. I am not nearly done with Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Greg is way further than me. Um, but I have been playing Tears of the Kingdom. And 
uh, Andy asked me the other day, hey, how you doing with that? Because, like... I was literally just going to ask that same question. You had just fucking played Breath of the Wild to completion, however many tens of hours was was that. I'm glad you said that. I was literally priming for a moment (laughs) to ask that same question to you. So, yes, I'm asking... For the content, yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, it's also been a few days. Like, you've played it more, so, you know. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, But my answer to that was, and still is, surprisingly well, because... Um, the game really is a wonderful sequel to Breath of the Wild in that it elevates things, it it expands upon things, it evolves things, uh, mechanics, it evolves the world. Um, so it it really is like playing a legitimate, better sequel. Uh, even though it's so close to my like in my experience. Um, it feels different enough, you know, and I think, you know, I like this kind of game to begin with, but even for me, it could get repetitive, tedious, whatever you want to say. Um, if it was like just breath of the wild again, right? Same world. You're just doing the same fucking things again, just with different skin over it. But no, tears of the kingdom. I think Greg would agree. Tears of the kingdom is like a legitimate evolution. Oh, uh, I was gonna go super into it. Uh, I guess I could say like this is some shit for me, but like, yeah, dude, that uh, that game. Uh, if you were to describe the difference between Breath of the Wild and this, I would say, uh, take it to like early access games nowadays. Uh, Breath of the Wild feels like that, and then Tears of the Kingdom is like the finished product, like three years down. That's a good analogy. Uh, they learned a lot of lessons. It, yeah, they learned a lot of lessons. Um. A big thing I saw, I remember, was people complaining about, like, the map being the same. They were like, oh, my God, it's going to be the sa- it's gonna be the same. What are we going to do? Hmm. Uh, it's kind of got the same base level to it. But uh, overall, there's crazy different parts to it, to the map. There's a bunch of new caves, like, all that There's a lot different. And it's even though it's the same, like, foundation, it feels so much different because of all the tricks they pulled yep. to, to change <clears throat> it up. I'm uh I'm pretty I'm pretty crazy far in. I'm like I I think I have over 80 hours it says. Yeah, jeez. Uh How do you I guys... got like I think I did like 78 shrines. I have like 95 Koroks it says. I, I want to hear you guys genuine reaction to this idea. And then we've floated around a bit, but you know, just pretend like this is the first time you're hearing me say it. Um what do you think's the idea to a newcomer to skip Breath of the Wild and go straight to Tears of the Kingdom? I yeah. think it's completely possible. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, it's up to the person, but, uh, but I think you, it's not a story could. split into two but games. Like, but right? like, what do you think you lose out on doing that? Quite honestly, uh, you not, do lose out really. on the story. Not uh, really, because it is they, a sequel. everybody explains everything to you in meticulous detail every time you see them. Exposition is different from the experience of doing it yourself. Yes, I mean, if anything... Yeah, I would say play the first one because it is so, a sequel. I think so like four years one, take place between them. But if not, just going to take the L on tears. that. Yeah. Like, what if I want to take the L on that? You know Skip how it? in Majora's Mask, you don't really need to have played Ocarina at all? Um, it's a, like a very different vibe and storyline. And like, you get the gist even. it's it's That's even kind of a bad analogy because it's it 
it is Tears of the Kingdom is more of a sequel to Breath of the Wild than Majora's was to Ocarina in terms of like storyline. Right. Of course. Um but it's I think they were going for the same feeling where people could jump into Tears and just not even have to understand it just like you understand that there's Link and there's Zelda an adventure happens things happen and now you have to solve the problem and save the world you know um, if you're going to make successive open world games that's the way to do it right like i yeah. i like that all idea was the grand theft auto model it's the um assassin's creed model you know you can jump into any one of those games and just play it yes that's the way and someone it. who played breath of the wild might even be like Where's some of the remnants from the first game that should definitely be followed up on there's in the second game? A lot like, of shit like, like that. There's that you followed up on. Can you give a couple things that like are in Breath of the Wild that you don't find in Tears of the Kingdom? Just a couple uh, of well, I mean, like physically, all, physically there's all the there's, uh, the there's a bunch of locations that should be there but just aren't. Like uh, the map in Breath of the Wild is covered with like guardians, and they're all is gone. That, um, class, is that there's like these redesign? giant things called like divine beasts in Breath of the Wild, and they're these giant towering like animal like animal mechs that right, you those are the, those are the, like, the, the dungeons, quote unquote. Yeah, yes. the, the dungeon things they're they're just like uh, they're gone. But you that, that's expected, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, because they're not really like they they were used to get rid of Calamity Ganon, and I they talk about it in a journal like they did disassemble it, like all the uh that ancient shit. Uh, but yeah, still, so it's, it's like all right, yeah, but still, it's like all right. I I would think because these things are massive, dude. So it's like all right. I'm surprised, you know, they're not like here. Like they're pretty. Uh what's the word i'm looking for they're very uh, they're like monument monuments basically i'm surprised um, they took a, got rid of them flask you mentioned earlier that there are world features that aren't there anymore is that like are you ta- saying like they were just designed away or that there's like lore and like a mystery or something or like a question there or i was there probably talking lore, about there like, is lore stuff also of that you, you, yeah, you're talking like about the, like the divine beast and stuff as well yeah yes Okay. I think the things that are gone or different are just kind of like Greg is alluding to or saying hand waved away in terms of like, we don't right. care really. It's doesn't, it doesn't matter because this is attempting to be clean right. enough of a second game that doesn't have to be tied in enough so that anyone can get into it, you know? So mm-hmm. I think, I think the answer to your question is definitely you could jump in to tears. Okay. I mean, they're just, you know, they're like, what, 60, 80 hour games? Like, you know, yeah. man's only got so many hours in the world. There's only so many games. Yeah, I'm just a freak who had to play from uh, and I don't own Twilight a Princess all the way up to this one in like the the past year. Right. Um, okay. But I really like the mechanics in this game, the gameplay mechanics. I think I think I like them uh, a lot more. I have some, the yeah, I have some stuff so much about fun the mechanics. Uh, we're, real quick, Go I'm going to be a stupid uh, nerd. Uh, oh, Flask, is this the last sure. topic in your roundtable? Not a big deal, yeah. if not. Okay, then uh, when you're done, we'll move into Greg. Okay. Sorry, go ahead, Greg. So, Greg, what were you going to say about? Uh, oh, I was just going to say. Uh, I was just going to talk a little bit about like the powers you get. Okay. Like, uh, sure. You get like you know Ultra Hand, which is like your main, the main thing you use, which you uh, you see everybody you you use it to pick, and grab stuff, move stuff game, around, combine it together. 
to make uh, like the, the banjo kazooie uh, vehicles and whatnot. <laughs> Nuts and bolts it. Yeah, uh, they got like fuse, which uh, in the game, uh, all the base weapons are like degraded because of this uh, the event that happens in the game called the upheaval. So there were all the weapons are like destroyed and uh, fucked up. So you have to use this fuse ability to can combine uh, the base of the weapon with like monster parts. You can do it with like monster food, random like random shit you collect. And so you many can put that on your weapon, and it so many, and they all do different things. Like uh, key side balls, you put it on your bow, and it'll track if you shoot it. Uh, uh, ice, uh, like st- uh, lizard, these things called liz- lizalfos, I think they're called. Uh, you can yeah. take, you can cut off their tails. You put that tail on a spear, and the thing it'll extend it out. It's all these crazy uh things you didn't expect. Um, there's like a I like how they allow they... you to be dumb. With stuff, too. yeah, yeah, like there's many times I've violently killed myself, uh, because I thought it would work. <laughs> uh, I saw somebody like I they a... made that motorcycle. You see that? Oh, certainly. motorcycle. Oh, yeah, I have seen it. There's a lot of a, shit. yeah, dude. There's like someone made a motorcycle, stuff. but they made it out of uh, like, like objects like pots or something, some sort of oh, pot. okay. They and they made like a very it. they made like a very efficient motorcycle, and everyone was like going crazy about That's it. That's funny. I'll see, I'll see if I can post that. it for you guys. Uh, you got like that. Uh, you got the recall, which uh, it lets you... Basically, if you uh, you see an item, you can use recall, and it will bring that item and reverse the time... Turn the time back on that object and return it if it's moved to an, its original location. So, uh, basically, there's a bunch of stuff in like the sky, and you'll notice it while you're wandering around the world. Stuff will fall from the sky, like giant rocks. You could go over to that... Recall it, climb on top, and the rock will go all the way up to the sky, and you can like jump off of it and like soar to another area. You can do it with a bunch of that. Uh, enemies can throw rocks at you, and you can recall the rock back, and the rock will uh, fly back and hit them in the head, do damage you to idiot. them. Uh, you got ascend, which I think I constantly forget this is a thing, but it's like awesome. Yeah, it's pretty uh, crazy so though. You. Basically, it it acts like a, a dive where you have a, have a ceiling above you. And if you're clear, you can dig through. You jump in the air and you dig through the ceiling and you end up like outside, like above where you were. So if you're like in a cave, you dig through the cave to the top. That's pretty cool. It's yeah, you can just basically nuts. just immediately ascend to the top of a mountain from the there's bottom of the a, mountain. If you there's have. been a few shrines where like it Roof wants you to like make a jump or something. And I've just taken something, put it at top put it up the top like a plank or something, moved it a little bit so I could just jump up to it and I just skipped the entire puzzle. Hell yeah, brother. It's not uh, cool. Uh, for as creative as Breath of the Wild was, it's out. like Cures of the King just just totally multiplies that creativity. It's it. so the things that you can make are so nuts in that. Or what's game. next? I mean they're not gonna do the same thing a third time, right? That would I mean that would just be No. Uh I if mean, they the... do something I would like uh I was thinking about it a little bit. I'd like to see more with um maybe like uh weather effects maybe like do more stuff with mm-hmm. that. But I don't know. Uh, what there was the an interview. Abilities? Sorry, oh, you you go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, there was uh, an interview with Age uh, Ag Onuma. That's the name, right? Ag Onuma. 
the producer guy. Uh, I do not uh, remember. <laughs> he's like one of the main Obviously. guys behind these games. Um, that where all of the like the journalists put, put put made the headline that he is calling Breath of the Wild slash Tears of the Kingdom the new template for the Zelda series going oh, forward. Oh, I did see that. I, I don't think that. I like that that much, if I can be well, honest. Neither do I, but then I actually read the article, and it's way less concrete I, oh, than yeah, I, journalists are I making it say, out to I be. I think I read that article. I don't, I don't remember reading that take on it, but it was not what I remember taking away from it. You can almost miss it, because all he says is that, like, he, he makes it, he just kind of casually, offhandedly talks about how these games are, like, kind of, kind of, not even, I, don't, I forget what he says exactly, but, like, the pattern that they want to emulate going forward. But I don't think it's as, as simple as like, we're going to make games just like Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom from now on for the Zelda series. I don't think it's that simple. That's not I the way I would also wouldn't be it. surprised if, you know, I mean, I feel like they really did kind of create a formula here that really could evolve over time even more, mm-hmm. you know? Dude, and, if they keep doing what they're doing, like where they keep a lot of the stuff and they their main focus is like, you know, polish, like what they did with uh, last year. Where this game, holy shit, this game's super polished. I, I feel like why create all of these, remember, the, like, this is, an you know, all these, this engine that supports all these different physics and systems. And then just and then dump just it for a new one. abandon it for another, a different, a completely <laughs> different kind of game. Engine is whatever. Like, the engine doesn't mean it has to be an open world game. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's intent in game design is what I'm saying, like. Personally, I still really value the classic style of Zelda game and don't really want to see that die because they always did it. I mean, the quality of each individual Zelda game varied, obviously, but I don't want to see it die because they always had that level of quality that was kind of unparalleled in the the rest of the game industry. Like if you got into a Zelda game, you you get that Zelda experience, you know? Um, so I don't want to see that go away completely. And I would accept... Uh, like the main games of the Zelda series being kind of following the this formula that they've developed now, but also I would like spin-off games or like side games to still exist that follow the more traditional Zelda formula. That would be nice. I was saying I would like a side game for this. I would like to see uh, what Ze- everything going on with Zelda, like play through Zelda mm-hmm. or play as her with what that, what's all going on. You can do that. Damn, damn, it's interesting. <laughs> uh, the last thing I was going to talk about was uh, for the power wise is the last thing you get. You get it like pretty later. It's called auto build, uh, and it basically it gives you schematics all around the world that you can find, uh, or it takes stuff like you built and it will log it in your history and you can favorite it, and um, <clears throat> it'll basically pull out that that blueprint. And it'll auto build it for you, like set it up immediately if uh, with all the pieces around the map, if you have them or and if you don't have them, you can use this stuff called Zonite, which is like a new material. And you use that Zonite to make the uh, like objects, which is pretty cool. That's a good feature. Uh, music's really good. A lot of it's uh, like from the first one, but a lot of it's like all remixed. Ve- a lot of it's really, really good. I'm a big fan. I also of it. like the uh, the atmosphere in general. Just like um, I don't know, it kind of has that Majora's Mask versus Ocarina feeling again, where it's like 
not that this is the darker Zelda, but just that it's like um, the world state has literally changed. And, yeah, uh, you, it's the it's gone to uh to shit. <laughs> it's a after I, after everything, because it does it takes place. I'm pretty sure like four years they say. And if you read like a bunch of the notes or see people talking, a lot of them are like, "Man, everything was getting like really good. We have like the restoration effort, and then this happened, and now we got all this." Uh, Flash, which way you your which way did you uh, go, or what have you done so far? Since I'm probably farther. Oh man, I haven't gotten to play that much. Um, I'm still I'm doing my first like um, main area right now, which I went which, to the uh, the Ritos first. The Doritos. Oh, damn. All right, I was hoping you would pick. So I haven't. Uh, the Ritos <laughs> Bro, is. You, you I've done, done Doritos three. First? I haven't done the Rito yet. Three is the last one I'm doing. Oh okay. But uh, I was hoping you would do have done the other one of the other ones so we could talk about it. All the uh, the crazy shit that's. Uh, gone on we'll get there we'll, we'll get, get there. there we'll get there um hmm, what do i want to what do i want to talk about yeah, i was there personally you wanted to? i have a fuckload i want to talk about but i i there's a lot of it's like spoiler stuff okay. so i'm trying to like go, I'm, i wrote notes so hey, i'm yeah, like going no, this through doesn't it. have to be the pawn for tears of the kingdom you can always revisit it as you guys True. continue because right. you know greg uh, you're gonna be uh, it before flask so it'll probably go at the pace of Flash finishing it, maybe we'll do. If, if you're so passionate, maybe even a whole discussion on it, like a thing. All right, you're right. Uh, 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 I'm just saying, don't don't feel like you cool gotta blow your things. Yeah, yeah. All right, I I won't go crazy about it, but um, I've done uh, quite a bit of the game. I'll say personally, uh, I've done all the. I got all the memories last night. I got the master sword. Uh, nice. I felt I felt feelings deep in my body that I was like, "Wow, that's <laughs> real nice. That's real nice." This hasn't happened I, in a while. I like, dude. Last time, la- I wish John was here. Last time I felt like this was when I was watching One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Twin Peaks, you meant? Oh, yeah. uh, but dude, it's it's great. I'm yeah, probably Twin Peaks, yeah. Peaks. Uh, and man, it, <laughs> it, it's it's just really good, dude. I love it. I'm having a I blast. I know when we were at Gamercation, I kept every time there was like empty room, I would just like play that in the corner. <laughs> you'd walk into a room and you'd see Greg playing Tears of the Kingdom again. I was like, it's fucking it's so fun. Yeah, the thing I'm really was, enjoying about it is the reason kind of I'm going so slow, taking it at my own pace, is because I'm experimenting so much with different options, trying different right. things. It's a great right. game for that. Experimentation. Like Andy. You saw me one time spend like eight minutes building a log bridge to cross a gap when I could have just easily glided over. It yeah, uh, honestly, like, like, honestly, uh, that's the stuff for me. Like, yeah, when I was asking earlier, the, the comparison, which one do I need to play first? It, you know, is it OK if I skip Breath of the Wild? The point was, uh, I'm not going to be able to play Breath of the Wild when I know that in the next game I get to like build shit. Is way better. Sure. Yeah. Want to get sure. like do engineering, way more creativity. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I get. I get your point. I um, built a uh, a rocket once, and the rocket shot off with a log, and the log swung back and hit me and threw me off of a cliff. <laughs> I want like Vito. You you posted this uh, thing from Reddit 
this dude made a extremely inefficient bike uh, using cooking pans. Pause. Yeah, we we were just talking about that, Andy. Oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was queuing up uh, the news. Really cool thing that I'm gonna post um, is for the polish of the game. Is there's a lot of cutscenes, and uh, the game has like a dynamic weather system where like it'll rain and do all these other things. Uh, so the camera, if you're talking to someone and they give you a quest, they'll like pan the camera over to like where you generally have to go. And uh, if it's like raining or if it's like cloudy or foggy or like the sun's in the way, the people will like comment on it. Like uh, I posted in the Discord, but uh, she's like, oh, it's a little tough to see because of the sun, but there is a shrine over there. But normally if the, sh the sun isn't there, it's she doesn't say anything. Uh, I've had a lot of people crazy. like I've had people like uh, come when it rains, people freak out. They duck for cover They're like bad rain. Uh, there's a quest I did uh, and this girl was really she was like, oh, come back tomorrow. It's going to be a real sunny day. We'll do this. And it was like a shitty thunderstorm. And she was bummed out, but she still did went through the quest. It was um, pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think this, you know, uh, goes to show that um, the story that they're relating or the account of the developers is that the game was finished in March of 2022. Right. And that they have spent the last year polishing. So if all this stuff can be attributed to that, I love that kind of thing. I mean, granted, they're Nintendo. They're making Zelda. They have the, that has uh, the to resources be. Like their to egg. be able to do that's that. That's one of their eggs. Well, yeah, their dude. I mean, that, that's like the story you heard. I mean, believe it or not, true or not, it could have just been PR, but like, Remember Metroid Prime 4, like, famously was, like, close to being released before Nintendo Dude, they quality. fucking canceled. They were like, Hold dude, we're, we're, we're restarting this. This yeah. sucked. That's Completely crazy. pulled away, threw away all the money, dumped it down, and restarted it. And you would hope that, that, like, the biggest games would come out with that attention to detail, like what Greg is describing. You know? That's always I was nice saying, I, I was yeah. going to say, I hope sure. my biggest... I, my biggest takeaway from this, I would think, as a gaming company, would be... Right. This game spent like especially after that, they spent a year polishing it. We don't have to keep going, oh, graphics are the hot new hotness. Bam, we need more better graphics. Bam, 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 bam. Just work on getting the fully polished game, make it polished smooth. People are gonna fucking love that shit. Yeah. But what they'll and take away <laughs> from this is every game needs crafting now. Every game needs oh, to have yeah. you need to be able to For craft sure. and build shit. And that's probably gonna suck. I mean, there's a reason why, I mean, to be honest, like, there's a reason why Zelda's been Zelda since 1984 or whenever, and there's never been another Zelda that's, like, yep. had the, the same legs, you know? That Zelda quality. That level they get to. Well, listen, you say that, and then I think of Skyward Sword or, you know, other games that were not that I great. I think of Skyward Sword as, like, like a misguided attempt at evolving um, and that you can't really m make new things without taking risks. You know what I mean? And so like it didn't yeah, work out. Yeah, I mean, out, you could say the same about I all, all like, uh, that, Twilight Princess, Wind Waker especially. I'm sure People somebody up there is right now on Reddit came out. typing in a passionate argument about how Skyward Sword, you know, failing there made it necessary for them to think about scale and Breath of the Wild, something like that. <laughs> Of course, yes. And what a valid point, anonymous internet commenter. So true. So true. So true. 
So funny. Was there anything okay, else you great. want to say about tears? Yeah. Ta- ta- no, ta- if ta- we're going to do a podcast probably about it, then I can save it all. I have a okay. crazy okay. amount of spoilers that I was going to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think you'll... I, well, I think you'll feel better about those when you can speak at them, you know, full tongue with Flask able to participate. Okay. Yeah. Because, like, you could tell me those spoilers, but I would just say, yeah, sure. Cool. That's uh, uh, that's kind of why I was holding it, because I, mean? like, cool, I feel like whenever I talk about something and you guys don't really, like understand or i don't have anyone to like bounce off of it just kind of falls flat sometimes i can get that i think we all have those moments i don't think so anyone I of us has those it. more than the others okay uh, is that it greg no i'm actually just, since i'm not gonna go crazy spoilers i'll talk about one more thing uh my yeah, last thing ahead. uh outlast the outlast trials came out oh yeah outlast uh, it came out while we were on vacation. You guys started binging. Yeah, since it's we got uh, back. Che- therapy's too expensive, so I went with the next best thing, and uh, I've been playing Outlast <laughs> Trials. Uh, me, Knoxville, uh, Alex, a uh, bunch of us have gotten it. Uh, we've been playing through it. Very fun game. Uh, I've escaped. I've got. I've earned my release. Knoxville's earned his release. I think we're the only two that have done it in our group so far. That's great. Um. It's basically just Outlast. Uh, it, it puts you in a, like it's uh, I think three tri- trials and like the final exam of trials, which are all uh, like increasing difficulty. Um, it's three maps at the moment uh, with a bunch of different uh, like objectives or missions on each map, and you um, basically each mission will put you in a different part of the map and like cha- move stuff around and close sections off and. Uh, you basically like run through the test and there's killers and crazy psychopaths all over the place. And you often get, with you dicks to... hanging out. Oh my god, that game I know it was an out that's an outlast thing, like to go crazy, but there's a for the third trial in the orphanage, uh one of the parts is it's like all it has to do with like you're in an orphanage in the church. And in the beginning they show they gas you and they show like premonitions of like what's going on in the stage. Like, usually they show the killer, like, doing something. But in the third one, usually it's a guy on the cross, full-ass naked with his cock, and he's slowly coming towards you with his fucking big old cock hanging in your face and just slowly comes into your face. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? Outlast. Yeah, you you wonder why we don't have anything to say to you, Greg. All right, listen, I get it. Oh, <laughs> but dude, is, this like, seg- is this segment falling flat? No, it's falling flat. It's just, no, no, no. no. I, I just mean so... it. Like, I was watching one of you play, and I did not know that, Greg. And, like, I want to say it was, like, Kurt or maybe Alex, and they, like, ran and, like, slid into the guy, slid right <laughs> into his dick and balls. And I was like, what the oh, fuck? Oh, no, that's it. There's just a, a random dude. There's, like, a ra- <laughs> they have a random character, uh, like, an enemy. He's just a fucking giant, like, an eight-foot-tall giant who's wandering the map. And he's just butt ass naked wandering around like with his dick out, fucking trying to kill you. It's fucking crazy. Uh that game is so fucking violent. Like all the shit around the world, you see like there are mannequins with like body parts sliced off, people cut in half. I'm like, dude, holy fuck. You hear people getting murdered in the next areas. It's it's nuts, dude. Ve- I dig that game it's pretty sick <laughs> pretty sick indeed i can they Freak. uh they have a roadmap where i guess they're gonna be they're well they're gonna add like a bunch of do like trials and all that bullshit they say i cannot wait to see what ne- other trials they got going on 
I think they're gonna be fucking nuts. With like what they have now, it's it it's crazy. It's crazy. So they're gonna keep just dropping new content. Yep, that's what their plan is. They say. That's neat. Yeah, so, I'm playing cool with like that. Crazy. A new trial, like for uh, basically what they have is season X, which is like all the final stuff. It says season one at the bottom, so I think like every season, maybe they're gonna add like a new trial or something. But uh, I'm not 100. Okay. A new Outlast okay. trial. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. That's it. That's all I've done. All right, welcome everybody to the news segment. I didn't like how that cut off. That could have cut off better. I didn't like how I, I liked it a lot until it cut off abruptly. I did not like that. Yeah, it was yeah. also like a twenty. This was this was like a twenty second clip. I wasn't gonna like do you know. I think you're only allowed five seconds for a soundbite. Yeah, well, yeah. that was that. That's why it cut off like that. That's like max yeah. five seconds max. And unless I add something new in on the final version of the podcast this is going to be you guys reacting to silence and to silence welcome. well you can add in whatever you want flash that's the add in whatever silence make a yeah, big ass fucking news opening just retain the awkwardness maybe yeah yeah <laughs> so i just played it back in my Yikes. head actually that's that's pretty funny the, the, the so the, news there's no sound there News indeed. Yeah. Uh, stinking of desperation and hemorrhaging money, uh, Supermassive Studios, the uh, company behind Until Dawn and the Dark Pictures series, which we spoke of earlier, is making a new single-player horror game taking place in the Dead by Daylight universe. <laughs> now, I got to say real quick, real, just just real quick, while I did complain that I, hate, I fucking hated uh, Little Devil... I've bought every single one of these games, and at the end of the day, I think they're like pretty... They're a great... A great they're, series they're, of like it's a fun cool, group watch, like an eighties movie. Yeah, they yeah, fill a good, niche. Like good, I like good a good horror game. I like horror games. Uh, these are like good horror story, or almost all good horror story games. I haven't been, I've only been disappointed with two out of like the multiple they've played. This one, I like Dead by Daylight. I don't like. Play, I've have barely played the game recently. I'm interested in this because I want to know what the fuck they could do with a story for like that game. Maybe it'll go oh, the Callisto Protocol uh, route and just drop the Dead by Daylight connection at some point. You think it's gonna have Freddy Cougar and fucking? No, Jason I think they'll have all, all like those. the uh, the original IP people. The I don't think they'll be Nicholas Cage. I don't think, yeah. But like, it'll do a like, post credit scene where uh, how's it? Dead Michael by Myers is standing outside. Dead by Daylight like doesn't have lore, right? It's just like a fun house. Of it has monsters. lore. It definitely has lore. Wow. Of course it does. It's one of those uh, new games that people I play, the kids play. Basically, I think it's like the mist that missed like whatever the fuck monster that's like tentacles all over the hooks or like the spider claws. Uh like lures people into the fog and like killers and just constantly makes them play this like fucked up game. I think for sure it's gonna like have like the hook guy like the the, the, the it's gonna have like the trapper the, the main dude yeah i think it's gonna have the, the trapper i think it's gonna be a story about the i think it's gonna have all the Again, all the their original people or I maybe like that. their their origin stories of like where they came from i, that I just cool uh, i just don't see how it's a dead by daylight thing if it has like oc like wouldn't it have dead by daylight well when i say oc i mean like their care that like the, the characters oh, they the made dead by for daylight the game. oc 
Yeah, because they have property. They have. They have. I'm sorry. When I say that, because they have like Stranger Things, Resident Evil, and all them. Yeah, I meant like I meant their brand. Sorry, that's no, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, I agree. That makes sense. Yeah, because if you because each uh, killer has like a like a backstory to it, and some of them are like kind of fucked up. Like, uh, I think there's like there's like a big clown that uh, like carries around smoke, and his his whole thing is he just he worked at a clown troop killing people or like a circus. Smokey the clown. Spooky the clown. He would just and he would just. And they got taken away by the mist. Don't smoke me, clown. All right, so I guess we'll end up playing that next year. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to make everybody play. I'll buy it. We'll play it. All right. Mortal Kombat 1 has been announced for September release, and the first trailer has been published. Damn it, um, Andy. You're so stupid. That's an old this game. Is this is old such old news. news. Well, unfortunately, Warner Brothers' so hands are tied because the Fire God, Liu Kang remade the universe so they had to restart the number. Oh, okay. That makes sense then. I'm he sorry for calling you stupid. Universe, you were right so along. Yeah. Nobody's allowed to complain. The story mode will promise an immersive cinematic narrative featuring unexpected twists on classic robberies and original backstories for a wide-ranging cast of legendary fighters including Liu Kang, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Raiden, Kung Lao, Katana, Melina, Shang Tsung, Johnny Cage, and many others. They're just listen. They just did this because Sha- they killed Shao Kahn, I think, in nine, and they couldn't bring him back for ten or eleven. So they're like, "We need Shao Kahn back. We're just gonna reboot the universe. Whatever, dude." This trailer is like hell of violent. Is it? I haven't watched it. Let me see. It's so fucking violent. Those games are fucking crazy violent. Yeah, I mean that's like their whole thing. Like that from the inception, that was the bit about them. Right. Yeah. The funniest thing I to me about see it in the trailer. Sorry. The funniest thing to me That's about it. this being called Mortal Kombat One is that in 2011 they released a game called Mortal Kombat that everyone just immediately called rightfully Mortal Kombat Nine because it was the ninth game in the series. But that game was not called Mortal Kombat Nine. That was called Mortal Kombat. So they've made three games called Mortal Kombat. This is the third one in the franchise. They just, they the just accepted the fan rebranding of their game. Yes. Yeah, you think the fan rebranding is going to be like Mortal Kombat 12 or whatever the fuck? Well, yeah, right? I mean, I always hate when they do this weird. shit. I get it. Like, how do you do... They don't want to sound ridiculous. Where do you go from like, here? Final I understand Fa- it. Like, Final Fantasy 17 and like... Think that, I was like, going to say, I don't pay attention to, like, the, I, if it's just another game in this, like, think of it like Resident Evil Village. I don't call it Village, I just call it Resident Evil 8. Sure. It's kind of like, you're the guys, if someone at Final I mean, Fantasy was talking about, like, we might, we're thinking about maybe getting rid of the, the numbers. That would get confusing. Just because you brought that out, I thought was, I just read that really recently. Well, I was just thinking, like, yeah. what else do you do? I mean, maybe you don't even worry about numbering, you just have... I get the number issue because you nobody's gonna want like take Final Fantasy what is it seventeen or sixteen that's coming out? Uh, you see that you're gonna be like, oh my god, do I need to play the other fifteen games or what? what, I'd I'd rather they just be like, I'd rather they be conveniently numbered than like Final Fantasy. I don't know, fucking torrent semicolon a new. Error, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, like the fucking Kingdom Hearts games, where it's like Birth I don't by know sleep, what the fuck. Uh, baby, baby bursting blast or whatever the, the fuck. Can, baby bur- yeah, typically, baby the convention blast. is like if it's a mainline game, 
It's just a number. But it has a it has a weird subtitle like that if it's a side side game. I a hundred percent agree with that, Andy. I'm okay with the one. You know, we we haven't had franchises like you know, video games have been around so long that franchises have been around for so fucking long. Like look at Call of Duty, like they're doing the same thing and everyone's on the same page. Like we know which modern warfare you're talking about. Right. You know? I mean it doesn't matter all that much. It's just it, it it's kinda it's it's a funny problem because like you don't you don't imagine when you release a game you're gonna have to worry about why you're titling its fifteenth sequel. You know what I mean? Right. right. It's a good problem to have. And I think yeah. fans will call it twelve. I think that'll probably happen. Like they called nine nine. I think Final Fantasy is the funniest, just because of, uh, as I'm sure all of you guys know, the the history behind that game, where it's it was titled as such because it was the last thing that these guys could do with the money they had left, and they didn't expect it to be successful. It was just kind of like a passion project. So. Adding a number at the end, or incrementing the number is almost just like a, a badge of honor, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I admire it. You know, I admire yeah. a long-lasting series that takes pride in that. Whatever the answer is, having three games in your series named Mortal Kombat is not the answer. <laughs> no, that's just confusing. Slayer's X, a Hypnospace Outlaw spinoff, is on Game Pass now, and I have it downloaded. Nice, me too. Oh, sick. I actually saw it. It came out like yesterday. It had like no reviews, but I was looking. I didn't know it was related to Hypnospace, and I was like, this game looks fucking cool. It kind of looks like, oh, dude, I see it. I'm screening, going through the screenshots. I see references. Um, But uh, not not 100%, of course, but I'm getting like some slight cruelty squad vibes from this. Like, oh, I, a thousand percent. Like, I, I, like, I, I know Hypnospace already had this aesthetic a little bit, but like seeing it in a first person shooter 3D space. I think they were definitely inspired. You know what I'm saying? That is a yeah. That, I think that's a good comparison. Well, I'm excited for this. Oh god! All the uh, like description and materials are like written by the in-universe character Zane, who people who have played Hypnospace would be familiar with. It's the, just kind of funny. Summary. It's like it makes no reference to the fact that it's a Hypnospace spinoff because it's. It's all written as if it's the character who made the game in universe. You know what I mean? Like, it's not treating itself as one. So that I could see even that the, being even like the Steam description. I think yeah, so written got from what it takes to be an X Slayer. <laughs> I was looking at like I saw some clip of like a 3D, like a rendered 3D cutscene from the game, and it looked so fucking weird. <laughs> it was like disturbing. I'm excited then. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked. I really liked Hypnospace Outlaw. And you just bought that. I just bought it. I had no idea this game was related. And I saw that. I wishlisted this. But now I will definitely buy. I was was concerned because it came out like, I think it came out like yesterday or something. Uh And had zero reviews when I looked at the Steam page. So I was like, oh, this could go either way. Maybe it's too fresh. uh, Actually, I don't know. I don't know what the current reception is. Even if it was negative, I would still play the game. Just because I liked Hypnospace that much. I bet it's decent. Well, it's that very positive right yeah. now. Okay. Uh, sorry. A little bit of a digression. Uh, the streaming service Max is correcting an oversight where they properly didn't credit specific roles uh, such as uh, for writers, directors, and other creatives. Flash, just, just fill me in here. What, what's what's the take? What, what are they actually doing? Oh, they were just... um. 
someone noticed and then it kind of spiraled out into uh, everyone knowing that uh, for some reason recently Max changed like the crediting on all of their stuff so that everyone is just under the blanket term creator instead of, as you said, writer, director, actor, etc. Like there's there's much more generic umbrella labels for that kind of stuff. Um, just creators. And after that news came out, after everyone learned about that and was it was obviously <laughs> it was a negative reception to that news. Um, Max attempted to claim that it was an oversight of some sort, that it was a mistake, that it wasn't intended to be that way. Um, obviously, that doesn't really make sense because it's just a it's like a ch- an actual change in the way they labeled stuff. You know, it's not it's not like there's something missing. It's there. It's just different, you know? So mm-hmm. whatever the reason, apparently they're changing that back to the normal way of doing things. But this raises, the, of course, the very um, legitimate, uh, what do you call it, concern, I guess, that like there's, being, there's an attempt happening to sort of muddy the creatives behind the scenes to like not give people proper credits and um treat everyone so equal that like (laughs) that no one um i'm already tired i can't think of words but you get what i mean though like that that it's it's an attempt to just um homogenize everything about behind the scenes roles and so like things don't have any hierarchy anymore and um, people aren't getting legitimately credited for what they've done, which is, I think, even to this day, I think is important to do because you gotta you gotta give people credit for what they do, you know, for their creative work and effort. Okay. Sorry if that was a messy explanation, but I I'm a bit tired and I lost the words to explain that properly. But you get my point that like Max did a I, dumb I thing trying to change the way they were crediting people. And now they're fixing it because everyone hates it. All right. PlayStation Showcase Flask. What, what, what do we got? All right. Uh, I can stream um, the uh, the trailers for you guys. One sec. I don't know if I want to watch every trailer. that. No, no, no. We're not. I'm just like okay. showing them. Okay. Um, so, yeah. PlayStation Showcase uh, recently. And I'm not going to go through all the games, but uh, just the ones that looked interesting to me. Sword of the Sea was kind of uh, looked immediately like a a Journey two, like a sequel to Journey. Yeah, um, I can see that. And it's from some of the people who did Journey. Abzu definitely got that vibe, skating, just surfing through the sand or whatever. Very, you know, kind of that art style that you'd expect. Um, I dig like sword skating. Neat. Yeah, sword surfing. I guess Sword of the Sea. Cool. Um, Neva or Neva. Never, <laughs> never ever. But it is yeah, coming twenty twenty four, so not never it. ever. Um, it's from uh the makers of Greece, Greece, which uh, uh you yeah. may the recall that I game. talked about a while back in the podcast. Yeah, very sort of distinct uh two D oh, art style. Just like uh, unclear what type of game it is going to be, but I'm assuming yeah, it's going to be like game Greece, play? where it's like uh. 2D platforming, basically. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, big one. Metal Gear 
solid Delta Delta oh, symbol snake um so Metal Gear Solid 3 is being remade I guess <laughs> dude the coolest thing about this for me is the way what they say is they want to like all this new fancy tech is for the jungle they want the jungle to feel like alive and all that that's all right. I really care about for this game because originally when we, I would watch this with uh Eric and we thought this was um that old PlayStation game where uh uh, Tokyo Jungle, where you like oh, ate yeah. up the food chain, and we were fucking hyped because it was all the animals like going up the food chain, killing each other, and then it turned into this. We're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, we see a so, lot of bugs and animals, and then we see yeah. snake in his natural habitat. Um, yeah, uh, who is this even being developed by? Like, <laughs> do we know? Konami is making it, right? I mean, right. I don't know if but for all we know, it's like some I don't know some Konami right. B team or some other no third idea. party like I mean whatever yeah, like, does remakes. What I get is just remake. It's gonna be fun seeing a game we loved as a kid. Twenty twenty three mechanics. Sure, it'll get great reviews. I'm not interested at all. I understand that completely. Yeah, the original oh, yeah, exists yeah. and it is a legendary classic. Great yeah. game. And also, I'm not gonna buy a Metal Gear game that's not made by Kojima. Sorry. Yeah, it's would you say good. Konami has sort of burned that bridge? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's just fucking, they're propping up the puppet and giving it, like, 2023 20, makeup and parading it out. I mean, they the fucking, they could have just made a different game if they cared. They don't. They just mm-hmm. want to, like, oh, Snake Eater! It's Snake Eater! We gotta buy Let's it. capitalize on it. Exactly. Nostalgia, yeah. Yeah, I understand that completely. But you know, when it when it releases, I think you're right. I think it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I it'll think be it'll probably be like Greg was saying, probably enhanced to modern standards. Just yeah, like a fancier three. Yeah. Uh I mean, I guess as part of it, but you know how they said like the Metal Gear Master Collection thing also is coming out with the three games. Yep. Uh, yeah. Master yeah. Collection the, the Volume Original one. Three. Volume One. Uh which I don't know what that do you means. Think the, I think what I think that is is solid two and three or the volume one, volume two, four, five, uh, or four and five. Okay. And maybe I can see that. whatever the fuck. I don't know. Uh, but do you Poor think they're coming blocks. to Steam? I would uh, mainly because I I wonder because like you well, know that was the question because like that might be that might mean something exciting here that is if they're porting MGS four to Steam. I mean, in general, well, like, I bought, like, I've bought this I master like collection before. All- I own this on the PS two. Um, a good set of games they um in at the end of the the mgs3 remake trailer they do list steam as one of the platforms it's coming to so i could see if they're doing that then maybe along with that they'll release the master collection on steam as well That'd i mean no interesting for me and then if and then if, if it was if true, they work well and it's not just repackaged for, i would hope so. they would bring online to uh the pc the metal Gear online of the old days package emulators These these like re-releases collections are always kind of a toss-up though. Some have been real bad. <laughs> some of them fucking some, some of them literally are just like poorly bad. repackaged emulators. Yeah, and if it, it exactly. was just that, I'm just gonna if I want to play those games, I'll just download and play them. I don't got a problem doing that. Yeah, that's the way to do it. But this is coming uh, autumn 2023. Next, uh, Towers of Agaspa, I think. Um. It just looks like a 3D kind of like 
run around, talk to big creatures. Um, and then you're like building like a town of some sort. I don't know. It looks kind of cool. There's gliding. Um, looks like a little. Yeah, apparently this is like a whole building world. game, dude. Did you know that? Yeah, it reminds me of like Dark Cloud, the first Dark Cloud game, a little bit. Oh, um, you see, you maybe? see somewhere in the trailer, they're right. like. I've never played Dark Cloud, but yeah, dude, like I think it looks this good. shit this maybe could pretty, be pretty oh, cool. Yeah. I could see it. It reminds it me be. a lot of uh, what's that robot game? Uh, Zero Dawn. Oh, Horizon. Horizon. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. The world. <laughs> I, I don't think. That. Yeah, honestly. I think we should just cut it here because I don't think we're going to see anything interesting in this PlayStation showcase. Surely not the next thing. <laughs> Nothing? Wait, not what? even Alan Wake 2. Hang That's on his face a second. Right there. It's Alan I, Wake. By the way, I have not seen Two. any of these trailers. This is a live reaction. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm high for God, this. I also one. didn't see this. I trailer. need to replay the first one again. Yo, this trailer was pretty fucking sick. I uh, liked it. I was lukewarm on Alan Wake 1. I, You're lukewarm on it, but I but I think that's yeah, fair. I'd, like I'd like, like, like the way the game played and everything, I could see like just not jiving with it. But you got to at least respect like what like the story and like being like kind of like a wild video. Yeah, game. Yeah, I did not hate it. I just thought it was uh yeah the bo- the the gameplay was a little boring and repetitive. But I love the vibe, and like I said, after Control, kind of just I don't know, just uh developing this universe a little bit more didn't you give yeah, control nice, like yeah. a six like do a we, six do out we of know five? if they're also no oh, i love yeah, control. control do we know if they're also independently developing a control 2 oh that's max Payne. i don't know they are developing a game like a control game but i don't know if it's control 2 doesn't that kind of look like I max Payne? like oh it is it's sam lake it's yeah. uh some kind of character played by Sam Lake, and they actually scanned his face in, like Max Payne. Oh, this is um, sick. Maybe it's Max Payne, <laughs> for all we know. But it looks like you'll be playing as, like, uh, Alan Wake, probably, and this other FBI character. That cop, that cop? Yeah, so I think, yeah. like, the story is, like, this FBI cop finds herself embroiled in a mystery that Alan Wake is writing in order to escape. I could see that. I saw. Uh, that, that's yeah. not me. That's not me conjecturing. I think that was like the line they were giving to the press. Oh, okay. This looks um, nice and spooky. Yeah, I just don't want nice to fucking aim my flashlight at dudes <laughs> and then shoot them like the entire the same fucking three enemy types the whole game. I don't want to do. Well, that. Well, maybe they've learned some things from Control and they're going to make it more dynamic. Yeah. That would be. Yeah, I hope so. Nice. Yeah. Just work on the gameplay a little more. That's all. All right, now I believe uh, this, yeah. this Sony's. PlayStation thing has just got banger after banger. Yeah, I don't give a shit about this <laughs> next game, bro. Who the fuck cares? We, uh... Yeah, so we knew Alan Wake was coming, but it is confirmed to be releasing October t- uh, 17th. October 17th. Ooh, on Epic. Yeah. I don't, I don't see a logo down there. That's an Epic exclusive. Yeah, I believe it's going to be an Epic exclusive like Control yeah. was. Give it a year, so it'll come. That's a downside for sure. Uh, the next one Greg was alluding to is Assassin's no, Creed Mirage. No, I don't care. Nobody he cares doesn't care. They haven't used this I thought you liked the Assassin's Creed. I like. Apparently, this the one's one? they're going back to the old style of shit. I mean, this looks oh. like fucking <laughs> Altair. What does that mean, the old style? Of like shit? where it's not like an RPG. It's going to be like Assassin's Creed Two and all that. Way man. better. Way better. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we've got divisive opinions. I had a bunch here of fart. Maybe maybe I'll actually get this one then. Nah, dude, Valhalla and Odyssey were the fucking greatest Assassin's Creed games I've ever played. Hey, look, I I, I loved Assassin's Creed um, Two Brotherhood Re- Revelations. Two, like I played all three of those, but like I played those and I felt like the series didn't ever change enough for me, even though the worlds got sometimes bigger and and like more expansive. Like, maybe if this is maybe if I, I heard. Rob was wrong, and it isn't like that, and it's like, you know, the last two, I'll probably, maybe I'll get it, maybe I won't, because I don't really give a shit about, uh, Baghdad or whatever the fuck this place is. Damn. That's okay. I really think. I would like a, uh, I, not, not a setting person, uh, they're making actually, uh, what is it? They're making two other Assassin's Creed games they talked about, uh, one is like, uh, it's got like a bunch of shit to do with like witches and whatnot. That one I'm interested okay. in, and the uh, the, J- the Japanese samurai one I'm interested in. And those are going to be like not well, that crappy sick. portable or mobile games or whatever. No, though, yeah, those legitimate. are. I I think they did it last year. They they had a big uh like uh a conference about it, and they were like, yeah, the future of uh Assassin's Creed. That's where they announced uh, Mirage. Okay, originally. Um, all right, and. Uh, Mirage is going to be releasing October 12th. Uh, real one final thing for uh, yeah. Assassin's Creed. I did buy... I, I don't think I ever said this, but I did buy that final DLC. Uh, and I never touched it because it was going to add like another 100 hours to play through it. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I can't play this game anymore. I don't blame you. It's a lot. Good history game. Revenant. Next. Yeah, yeah. Next. That's the nice part about it. Revenant Hill is uh, from the developers of Night in the Woods, and you can see that immediately because the art style is very reminiscent, down to the the main cat the character, main who's an cat? actual like animal cat in this game, being looking almost exactly like the cat person from who was the main character in Night in the Woods. So, um, I don't know. It's going to be another like two D run around, talk to people, I imagine. But you're a cat, so you just meow, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> It looks like a nice dude. Yeah, they yeah. learn some hard pass. De- definitely a hard pass. Hard pass. Plays a cat. <laughs> Get to the next one. Yeah. I'm joking. Like I'm just annoyed Dragon now. Dog shit too. No, oh dragons. God, dog. Dude, you're so ugly. It's not even funny. Bro, all right, now I'm back <laughs> in. Your personality in. is disgusting. I'm back in. <laughs> Roller coaster. Well, we already talked about up. Dragon's Dogma too, but uh, it's yeah, coming. Just, just, just it's make coming. me to watch a little bit of it. I don't think there's a release date, but like, no, it, it's gonna. Uh, exist. New thing they show with this is like these Beastmen people. Can you go back to that yeah, flash from it? Oh man. yeah, there's like song. a lion guy. Yeah, so Oops. these, so they have these Beast people now, which are like, I get, I forgot what the hell they were called. I was looking at Khajiit. Oh uh, yeah, they're basically uh, yeah, like Khajiit, Khajiit or Hrothgar from uh, Final Fantasy. Oh yeah, and they're just yeah, they're in the they're in the world with you. Lions wearing yeah, no, they look like Kumari. <laughs> yeah, the Ronso tribe. Yeah, the Ronso from Final Fantasy. Yeah, 10. but then they got like oh, cool gameplay. Like, uh, you could fucking. They have one where it's like rebuilding a bridge. Fucking look at that jabbing oh, a fucking. Oh man, it's so cool. Yeah, look, see, ogre just well, smashes, cool. knocks down that thing. I feel like Reduces I feel like that was graphics. maybe a not a, a co-op. Oh, maybe I'm overlooking with the high five animation, like. Is that co-op? I'm yeah, co-op. I thought, so what I saw for that is I wonder if you, like, switch out between, like, pawns, maybe? Like, you can control your Fly, pawn and do something else seconds. or something like that? 
Maybe you can save five, like, like, a, like preset pawn party and swap them out. Class, go back to yeah, 125. 125? Yeah, trust me. Greg, watch this shot. No, go, go five. Sorry, 120. Let's do 120. This shot. Is this not literally just stolen from a Final Fantasy trailer? Final Fantasy 16 trailer? <laughs> oh, that did remind me of uh, 16, like the yeah, first trailer. I'm pretty sure the first trailer yeah. had that exact same <laughs> shot of like the evil yeah. king and then panning over to the royal kid who looks concerned. I mean, that's kind of, that's like a classic shot though, is the, uh, you know, the, 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 the leader with all the people kneeling down, him looking evil, and then cut to immediately like fiery brimstone hell world. Right. As I wonder see, if it's my big my biggest thing is I wonder if this is in Grand Soren because they show that I was, uh, I was asking the tower. That. Yeah, like, go, uh, go back I don't to know where it is, scene. but they yeah, do right show there. like this looks like the uh, maybe Grand Soren. Is that statue? Uh, Grand but they Soren? do show like what looks like uh, I forgot what it's. I think it's called the Moonlight Tower. But with this, okay. with that thing they just show or you just showed that like wall, uh, there's a section of the map that's that wall, but I think the other side of it. I think that's where we're gonna be, like the other side of Grand Soren, mm, maybe. Okay. But I don't know. I, I, it's just it's crazy. It's crazy. Maybe it'll be. I like, can't wait, wait, dude. Maybe it'll be like we get like Casardus to Grand Soren, and then the other side, like it'll like be a fake out where like it starts like the game, and then yeah, maybe the uh, what I yeah yeah all right. See right here, perfect. I think that's the light uh, in the background. That that's the Moonlight Tower, and I think that's Grand Soren in front. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. So maybe Grand Soren is like a big city on the water. Existed. Yeah, um, I, that may I don't know. It does look uh, it looks so good though. Looks really cool. It does. I can't. I I'm can't excited for this game to be dude. made better because Elden Ring exists now, and they got that to inspire them. <laughs> I'm not even. Yeah, let me copy your oh, homework. Man. Yeah, man, I can't <laughs> wait for everyone to copy Elden Ring's homework. Zelda did it pretty good. Yep. What's next, friend? Resident Evil oh, Four VR is coming to PlayStation. Uh, unfortunately, like not coming to PC. I don't think it's go. ever. Like gonna, I don't think it's coming to PC. I think you're gonna have VR to wait for the mod. This is cool, though. I think this is pretty sick. Yeah, I mean, Resident Evil Four VR, really cool. Uh, or sorry, for the original Resident Evil Four, Resident Evil Four Remake VR is gonna be cool, I'm sure as well. But I, man, would I like it on PC more than unplayable on PS5 for for me? <sighs> but yeah. Uh, Marathon is coming well, back wait, what? from like Bungie, Bungie, but this time as a mm. as a uh, what do you call it? extraction shooter? Oh, yeah. Bungie! Come on, man! Have you fallen so far? <laughs> I, they, I was didn't so they see the siege guys try this like three what, years uh, ago? What is Marathon? <laughs> <laughs> it was Marathon was Bungie's first, first franchise before Halo. Yeah, it was. It was like on the. Uh, it was like a Mac Mac game, yeah. sci-fi FPS. Actually, I think I've talked about this before, but the best so way to experience Marathon right now uh, th in this day and age is to watch Mandalore Gaming's series of videos explaining the storylines. And it's actually super complex and interesting, but I don't know that most of us would get much out of actually playing those games at this point in time. But the stories are really cool. And With uh, everything happening... Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Don't worry about it. Go ahead. Uh... No, that's dope. Maybe I'll check that out. Um, 
with everything happening with Halo Infinite and 343 uh, just being a huge pile of dog shit. Yeah. And then I saw this trailer. I was so fucking stoked. I was like, yes, Bungie getting back into, you know, it looks like a like a competitive shooter um, in the trailer. And I could even fuck with, you know, it looked like these characters could be customized with different colors and different, you know, um, armor and stuff like that. Um, I was so excited that I was like, yes, they're getting back into the competitive shooter business. Um, you know, they're going to do they're going to do something like Halo, basically, and bring bring back you know, like a Halo type game. And then mm. I found out it's a fucking extraction shooter, man. That's I don't know. Extraction, extraction games, extraction looters can be fun. No, I've never had a good experience with extraction <laughs> shooter, And I won't be told otherwise. Oh, okay, right, well, okay. about Dark and Darker? That's an extraction anyway, shooter. I do like the colors in this game. <laughs> dog days, bro? What are you talking about? There are some good extraction games. I'll just be it. Like, yeah, I mean... Uh, I like the aesthetics of this game. Like that's about the best I could say from this trailer. Um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing really to see. Could here, could but, could yeah. this be the dark and darker of of shooting? <laughs> shooting? Of Tarkovs? <laughs> yeah. Could this be the dark and darker of Tarkovs? I hope of so. Tarkov likes. I don't know. We'll see. I think uh, I don't know. T- reviving a 30, 20, 30 year old IP. In order to make it something completely different, always has a certain stink to yeah. me that uh, feels like capitalizing on nostalgia again. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, and this is the same buddy that favorite. has been making Destiny for years. So yeah. who knows what they're gonna make? Surely we're, uh, we're but done. But Marathon's with- lore is cool. Surely there can't be any more game now. Like that's that's got to be it. There's more. Oh, oh, wait. Well, well, wait, this isn't a game. This is Nintendo Switch. <laughs> this isn't a game. Wait, why, are we, why, why are we looking at, like, one of those, ho- like, homebrew projects where somebody takes a PS5 uh, my Steam deck? and turns it into Nintendo Switch? Yeah, it's your new Steam Deck, <laughs> bud. Here's your Steam Deck. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's literally just a PlayStation controller split apart with a screen in the middle, and it's so... The fucked up part about this is that it's not a PlayStation Steam Deck. It's not even a PlayStation Nintendo Switch. It is just for streaming PS5 games to over Wi-Fi. Yes, I said Wi-Fi only. Yeah, so it's like if you have a PS5 in your living room and you want to play your PS5 games in bed, that's what what this is for. That's its sole purpose. Oh, Flash, I sent you one more game to add to the PlayStation list. Okay, okay. This looks fucking It seems like such a very specific use case for this elegant device to be made. Yeah. And and a wasted opportunity. I love it. And a wasted opportunity for someone to, like, you know, who would want to take their PS5 games on the go, like a Steam Deck. Also, like, that that does not look like... Something I would want to have in my hands. Look at that thing. Like, (laughs) like, can you imagine gripping that? It's like Like, a... I, was this yeah. play tested? It does not quite have the flow and elegant design philosophy of the Steam Deck. No, the design is literally I just don't get the use case for split this. a PS5 controller in the middle and put a giant fucking screen in the middle of it. Like there's there's <laughs> yeah. no other. It's like those. It. Um, it's like worse than those, or maybe it's the same kind of thing as those uh, controllers that are designed to pull apart and let your phone go in the middle. You know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. the Android capable ones. It's like that. I think this is embarrassing. This like looks like like the first pass at a design that you like show to a team and be like, "Hey, everybody, this is kind of like the direction we're going in." 
what do we what do we how do we improve upon this yeah, exactly have you like, tried it andy maybe it's super comfortable maybe it's super ergonomic but like, and there's earbuds too so shut up there's something Dude, unnatural those about earbuds, the that earbud case pretty fly <laughs> I, I'm, right. I'm I'm literally uh, trying to hold it in my hands right now, like in the air, and like I I don't know. It's probably better than I think it is. Maybe. Oh, we I got twelve we'll minutes of Spider-Man Two. Yeah, they showed a big ass Spider-Man Two trailer. Uh, Yo, they Pe- showed Peter's the lizard. Venom now. There's the lizard. There's Craven. We following Miles or uh, Peter? Miles. So okay. it's both. Oh, it's both, not a co-op bud. game. They made that explicitly clear. It's not a co-op game where you can one person controls Peter, one person controls Miles. You just switch between them. Well, like GTA um, Five style. Yeah, or maybe yes, for specific actually. segments. Is it GTA Five? Um, I I read it's um so in the world like free world you can switch between, and then like in missions it'll like go between like you like like it does in this uh where it was between Spider Man oh, and this Miles. This looks pretty sick right here. Okay. The web Whoa. swinging in this looks fucking that, sick. That actually looks saw, phenomenal. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. They added like um I don't know what you call it, like a web slingshot where he shoots webs out of both his wrists at, you know, two different things and then slingshots himself and then you'll you'll fly with like immense speed over the city and you like and then you could glide from there. Oh, okay. Um and it looked really cool. Like I saw a video of it and um like you know he shoots two webs out and one hits like a light post and one hits the building and like the light post like bends backward when he does it and then slings <laughs> shots you forward and then i saw some people talking about how because they're opening up the map right um yeah they're doubling it so it's so it's not just manhattan i think they're gonna open up some people are saying they might open up like queens like um and, oh you mean like uh and just swing from the moon again just like the outer burrows. So like that slingshot move would help if there weren't buildings to like web swing right, from. Right. Cause it's not like, I guess it's not like those old Spider-Man games where you just web into the sky. No, they, they do physically anchor into the world. All right. So yeah, I think, I think this that's pretty sick, tight. A larger New York than ever. This looks spooky. So wait, I, I maybe said it, but like the, I guess the story is lighting. Peter's got the Venom symbiote, and like probably over the course of the game, he's going to turn evil. He seems definitely much more prone to violence. So he's probably going to be like the. There's going to be a moment in the game where like, fuck, you can't switch to Peter anymore until you finish the game because he's evil now. Oh sure. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, looks cool. The graphics look insane. Lighting looks pretty wild. And then uh, the game Greg sent me is Helldivers 2. Helldivers 2! Helldivers 2 was a top... Or Helldivers 1 was a top-down game uh, originally on the PlayStation. I think it's on the uh, Xbox. But they made Helldivers 2, and now it is a third-person behind-the-back game. Uh, It looked fucking... uh, Dude, it looks pretty fucking crazy. They uh, just, did they just OST down from a drop from a Death Star? Yeah, dude, <laughs> dude, this game's fucking crazy. What the fuck? This looks sick. Like this looks like dude, Lost Planet Two, and I, and I mean that in a good way. Dude, Lost Planet Two is a great game. I love Lost uh, Planet. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's kind of like Lost Planet Two. Like you can summon like giant fucking tanks, like roll cars oh, and man. shit. I'm so, like, in on this. Lost, Lost Planet. 
Lost Planet, EDF, Starship Troopers, the game with Star Wars armor. Those are the words that would describe this. <laughs> Was the first Dude, one like, doing like a Starship Troopers thing like this one is? Uh, I'm digging yes. the fact that they got but, but this was all... Oh, here, let me grab, let me grab like a footage of the first one. They're doing a good job of showing off the cape physics of all of them wearing capes and the explosions like oh, life yeah. on the capes. Yeah. It, capes it's, are um, cape with armor is a good choice. Dude, this game looks sick as fuck. And so you said the first one was uh, top down, and this one's going to be over the shoulder third person. That's interesting. Yeah, the whole enlist today, that's very Starship Troopers, the campiness. That's coming out this year. Yes, all right. So I guess I'll just DM it to you, Flask. But uh, that's the uh, first gameplay. That's the first one's gameplay. It's like top down over, or over the top, like uh, Divinity and all that. Oh, yeah. oh wow. See, oh, wow. See Huge this, change see this? I, yeah. I'm not as into it. I mean, this actually, okay, now kind of this looks cool, but. This is, I, I love this because you could like summon like big tanks and it would like, you could have, it would, some vehicles it would require multiple people to use. It was Kind of makes me th- like, so think good. of like playing like uh, Warcraft or like Starcraft. This Alien Swarm, mm-hmm. another good game, yeah. another game I would describe the first one as. But Helldivers 2, that looks fucking sick. All right. I think that's a bold choice to change up that the gameplay so much. That's that's cool. Definitely. I think it's I think it definitely works like for the better. <laughs> Showing off that Unity 5, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was the uh, PlayStation or showcase or at least the the highlights from it in my opinion. Cool. Uh, um, I don't know if this was announced separately from that, but uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is coming to the PC on July 26th. It's pretty sick. Yeah, that's super cool. That's one of those games. I'm interested that, uh, in I don't that. I've never played a Ratchet and Clank game. Uh, to play. You played it, Flash. You liked it a lot. Oh, I did not. I don't have a PS5, so oh, I'm, what the I'm looking fuck? forward what, to what it. What am I thinking? Yeah, John who um, played it. Yeah, this I'm is awesome. a buy for me. I, I, their, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the Last of Us launch, I heard, was rough. Or it was pretty bad. I don't well, know if the, that's like better, but I think I, it's, that's I think like it's one been of the things I'm, I'm worried bit. about because like this game is like supposed to like look and feel really cool. You know what I mean? Because it was like a showcase Push like the, the PS5, limits. like especially like the the part I was actually always wowed about was like how dynamic it looks like when they would jump between portals between worlds and like no no seamlessly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I but bought a few. I, I always of liked the, Ratchet like like. I bought like Days Gone and all them, like the where they were originally PlayStation, they brought them over, and they ran they pretty go? great. I okay. think the only one they fucked up on so far has been Last of Us, and like you just said, Vito, I think they fixed it because uh, recent reviews are mostly positive for it. Okay, yeah, I think they smoothed it over, but but yeah, I like all the Ratchet and Clank games, so I'm looking forward because this this would you know, like Andy said, the the reasons he just stated are the reasons why this one looks so appealing because it was like. A brand new chapter that was really trying, striving for something, you know, striving for that seamless quality and uh, pushing the limits of the hardware and everything. Yeah. And it's close, July 26th. Yeah. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. Uh, and here we go again. Our favorite <laughs> former internet troll, Jason Schreier, has uh, published yet another article. Inside the Making of Redfall, Xbox's latest misfire. I haven't read this one yet, Flask. Uh, have you had a chance? To I can it? summarize it if you want. Yeah, please. So, um, I was I was waiting with bated breath for the postmortem on this game because I was really curious what happened. Um, the way he describes it, 
back in 2018, the higher-ups at Arcane Austin, which is the studio that made this this game, they were dissatisfied with Prey's poor sales the previous year, uh, which, as you may know, could very potentially be attributed to the their parent company, they ZeniMax, made. Yeah. mandating the use of the unrelated Prey IP for, for misguided marketing of, yeah. reasons. So it was already, you could already kind of lay that at ZeniMax's feet, potentially. Anyway, ZeniMax was looking to be bought in 2018, so they mandated to, Ar- to Arcane Austin that they were to make a multiplayer game with microtransactions, a, a live service game. Uh, so the leads on this new project were apparently unfocused in their design aims, um, <clears throat> which led to the staff having trouble nailing down exactly what kind of game they were making. Like different people had different notions and were going in different directions. There also just weren't enough staff in the studio to make a game of that that scope that was being asked for, supposedly. Um, which so that leaded led to uh, morale flagging, and the veterans who didn't want to be making a multiplayer game anyway just left the studio until about 70% of the Arcane Austin staff is just gone now. 70% of the people who worked on Prey are just gone from Arcane Austin. Yeah, um, I guess they, really they, they knew that the Redfall credit wouldn't be a boost to their resume. Oh yeah, no, not quite. Um, and then after that, they couldn't hire many new people because of several reasons, like, like uh, didn't have the money and people didn't want to work on the multiplayer game that they were currently making, you know, these new hires. So then um, Microsoft bought ZeniMax in 2020. Arcane was like, yay, maybe Microsoft will cancel Redfall for us. But instead, Microsoft was like, oh, no, you guys just keep doing what you're doing. You know what you're doing. We'll support you from afar. We're kind of hands off. So they all groaned. Um, And so, you know, in the last couple of years of development, the studio was scrambling after Redfall's big uh, conference reveal and the upcoming release, the impending release, which they kept pushing back. Um, and the project leads were saying that quote unquote arcane magic, as in the studio arcane magic would save the game miraculously from being bad, which it did not. As we all know, it did not save the game. There was not some magical coalescence right at the end that made it a good game. And, uh, the postmortem of this includes, well, at least it's not infested with microtransactions. Ignoring the fact that they only removed those microtransactions because of immense player pushback against the entire practice. Uh, And now this shell of a studio is supposedly committed to fixing Redfall up, which is honestly to me is just kind of sad more than admirable. (laughs) I just feel bad for the remaining people. And that's what this article basically says. That's really sad. Yeah, especially it's such like, a great studio fall apart. Like, yeah. well, I mean, the people who've been there like over the last three or four years, like, God, like, uh, it's got to. I mean, you're working on a product that you hate, that you know is going to suck, and you're just—it's like impending doom. The more you work on it, like, you you just get further and further away, and you know it's going to tank. Like, people are going to fucking hate you online and shit. Like, it's a lot of psychological mm-hmm. pressure being stuck like they were. Which really sucks to hear from a studio of like them. And you also hope that like somehow the artistic um 
creativity, I guess, will shine through and somehow make the game better than the sum of its parts. And then you find out at the end, or rather, you know all along, really, deep in your heart, but it comes to be very obvious to everyone that that's not that's not what happened you know um you might you might be able to point at individual things and be like you know what that was decently done you know certain people who worked on this game did did fine work on their own but the sum of its parts did not make a good whole you know yeah no it's um god what's his name the guy who uh leads wolf eye studios the company who made weird west um, mm-hmm. he was uh, he and another guy. There, there were a couple guys who made the game. They were, uh, they worked on Dishonored and Prey, and then they left and made their own studio, mumbling vaguely about AAA pressures. Uh, and made Weird Oof. West, and you know now we know that would line up to when they were Mark, or Arcane was being told to make a games as a service or else. Yeah, that's interesting understandable then but i i mean arcane is dead right like that's what that story is like well this arcane leon yeah. in france is they made the dishonored games and death loop and they're not dead yet <laughs> but okay considering the management and what's happened with arcane austin my hopes are not high for yeah, the future I mean, you tell Especially me 70 percent of the prey work death loop 70 percent of the staff who worked on prey left that tells me like Okay, the company that made Prey is not going to make another one of those. Right, that's not and that's very disappointing. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I mean, hopefully, the only thing we can hope for really is that Arcane Leon learns from any mistakes or whatever from Deathloop and makes right. a better game next time. And so you can at least say that, like, oh, the people who made Dishonored are back in it, baby, you know? But the people who made prey and uh as you said previously arcs fatalis and stuff like that i, th- I think that's the same studio um yeah they're gone <laughs> oh it's too bad man this is uh this has been a long pod but uh i'm glad that you guys have a positive story queued up to <laughs> finish it off i could tell a couple i got a couple jokes i wrote down i could i could tell well, we looks got. like that's all we got, everybody. Huh? Uh, it's real shame. You guys, you guys ever hear about the gamer who went broke? No. He couldn't afford no. to pay his bills because he spent all his money on microtransactions. Talk about a high score and bad financial decisions. Uh, did you guys know I maxed out my battle pass in Fortnite yesterday? Speaking of video game <laughs> power-ups, did you ever notice how coffee turns gamers into unstoppable gaming machines? <laughs> It's like their version of a super <laughs> speed boost. Forget about a cup of Joe. For gamers, it's all about the cup of pro. Oh. Uh, yeah. How many of these you got? Uh, we can't really talk about video games without mentioning the eternal struggle of finding a suitable gaming partner. Gamers are like treasure hunters, searching for an elusive co-op soulmate who won't steal their loot or hog the controller. It's the ultimate relationship test. Move over dating naps. It's let's create a matchmaking service for gamers called OK Gamer. So just uh, send your emails into Broken Campfire at Gmail. Uh, you know, talk to us about whatever. Give your thoughts on. Um, Let us know which segments uh, aren't working. <laughs> which segments are, are just and, they just and, need to and, go. And, and, and hey, let's take a moment to appreciate 
the countless hours gamers spend on character customization. They can spend hours tweaking their characters' eyebrows, but when it comes to their own appearances, it's just a t-shirt and sweatpants. Dude, who gives a fuck, dude? Priorities, people. You can say real quick on Twitter whether you think um, or you think it's it's suitable for a podcast to end on a dour note that nonetheless works because it's like real content, you know. I'm gonna throw. Or up. you think uh, we needed this? Good night, everybody. Anything else, bud? Let's hit the button. <laughs> I want to play Zelda. Nah, nah, man. Zelda. I, I kind of tapped the bag. I want to eat? I'm, I'm good. Okay, okay. Well, good stuff. You know, uh, you'll worry. Hey, hey, you know what? Workshop those. Come back next week. You, you can workshop those. Keep working on those. And um, I'm sure I'm sure you're going to yo, kill it next yeah, week. It was t- it was a tough crowd yo, tonight. You tough guys do tonight. not believe how, how easy stand up comedy is. Those jokes. I didn't even write them. That was all generated by GPT. Like I figured I, I, f- I figured, you know, dude, you're, scenario, you're a regular old Jeff Dunham. Yeah. I mean, I just show up. I, I just read the script. This whole podcast, like. I mean, you think comedy's done? Like comedy's over now? Like, yeah, man. I mean, well, raw go home. We're like, done. Like stand, like stand up comedy. Like it's it, it's done. Yeah. AI is gonna. Kill yeah, it. man. Stand up comedy's done, man. Maybe um, maybe AI can write a better podcast next time. Just like the oh, whole thing. That's maybe that's what I'm. We should do a. We should do a. AI I've seen it. I've seen Joe Rogan and Socrates talking. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I've seen the future. And in the meantime, we can just play video games and stay silent about it. Don't give any opinions because the computers will do it for us. And hey, if you want to sponsor the show, just hit up the email. Brokencampfire.gmail.com <laughs> Thanks. Thanks in advance. Good night, everybody. That'd be cool. <laughs>